Big Sloth. is someone who inquires in esoteric matters, a collector of knowledge. Curioso Podcast. Joe. Yes, Chris. We are finally at the end of the Crypt Kicker 5, the very last episode before Halloween. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we, uh, I think we like to really kick it up a notch for our, our very last one right before Halloween, right? Our, uh, our... Typically, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, so today, it's not just you. It's not just me. Mm-mm. We have a few guests. A few. A few. That means more than one. More than one. And nobody's on the phone tonight, which Mm-mm. is which is good. So uh, you're not going to have any static-a-static because <laughs> they're right here in, uh, in this studio with us. And uh, so we'll do ladies first, shall we? Sure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, curiosos of all ages, my lovely wife, Dana May Valletta Scarborough, is here. Hello. You have to talk into the microphone, Dana. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hi, Dana. How many times have you been on the episode? Uh, on I, the podcast? Um, on this episode, no, once. No, uh, just this once. Just one time. <laughs> on the podcast, yeah. you've been on uh, many eight, times. 85. And you still don't remember times. to talk into the mic? <laughs> Oh, yeah, Joe. you've been on uh, the, the lucky one. There's tables between us. This is true. <laughs> Dana's been on Oysters and Haggis and a lot of different food episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something to do with her spleen <laughs> <laughs> and the cold spleen, drinks. Spleen conversation again. Yeah. I swear, it does something, Joe. The spleen I, does spleens something. Spleens can't hold, what is it? Spleen, spleens can't heat up cold drinks? Sure. They do. Is that? <laughs> I don't know. Spleens can't heat up cold drinks. What? Like a, <laughs> sounds like you guys got some spleening to do. Oh. Oh, no. All right, well, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> All right, and uh, on the other side of the table here, we have Mr. Lars Periwinkle. Mm-hmm. Hello. And uh, if you've never listened Jesus, to... Jesus, that was supposed to be a ghost impression. <laughs> was that, that was the worst fucking thing ever. <laughs> it, it sounded like uh, like you were somebody from uh, Faldy Towers or something. A little bit. It kind of sounded like um, it kind of sounded like Tigger, like <laughs> talking into that big hollowed out piece of wood. Or Mrs. Doubtfire. Right <laughs> <laughs> by fruiting. Oh, terrible. So uh, you're missing out if you haven't listened to Hobo Radio because uh, he is joining us from our our uh, our sister program, Hobo Hobo Radio. You're you're on loan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Listen to it. It's an it's an hour of me being an idiot and another man telling me what a big idiot I am. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of sums it up. Yeah, yeah that's good. pretty good. And if you listen real quiet, you can actually hear Lars scribble dongs on a piece of paper. As he's, as I draw, he's, I draw a lot of dicks. Yeah, like you just yeah. doodle the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they're supposed to be. I draw. I put Joel's face on them eventually. Oh, <laughs> on like the head and testicles. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Well, like the a, testicles are like his feet. He's basically just a disembodied face on a cock. 
Oh. And the balls are wearing shoes. Oh, I yeah. you meant like it's my real passive aggressive way. You of do put the cabbie okay. hat on, right? Oh, do of course. And I, and I put a, like a, a dumb beard on his face. Yeah. And <laughs> nice. Usually like, had a word beard. bubble saying something psych- sarcastic. Like, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right, maybe that should be our our little photo for this episode. Oh, I'll maybe. see. Yeah. Wait, he doesn't. Does he listen to? You? He probably listens to this show. He I probably realizes he probably listens to this yeah. show. Did you uh, did you listen to the one that he was on uh, earlier? I did listen to the one earlier he was this on. month. Yeah. The yeah. So that's are they the only episodes that you listen to of the Curioso? The ones that no, you're... no, it was the it was the the only one that I almost skipped. <laughs> you're like I talked to that dude enough. Enough. <laughs> All right, so enough with the introductions. Uh, tonight, we are going to be discussing uh, things from the state of Maryland. And what things are we going to be discussing there, Joe? Not crabs. Not crabs. Not them O's. No, no. Don't you guys talk about sports like all of the time? All the time, dude. You guys. I, I'm, we're, yeah, I'm we're a not... big sports ball fan. <laughs> I got all the t-shirt, jersey Things no, I can the say the T-shirt jersey thing. I did say I can say that I did go to an O's game this year. I didn't see him. Time. I didn't see him play because it got rained out. Okay. But I did go to one. That that was my first uh, baseball game in my entire life. I know, there. right? And it didn't happen. It, it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't even yeah. happen. No. I had like two tall boys, and we wound up leaving. <laughs> we were soaked. So your kid's not that tall. No, 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 no. Tall. And you boys. have two. That 16 pounders, 16 ounce beers. Oh, okay. Holy Sorry. smokes. I have to explain everything to Joe. It's sports ball. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> That's beard terminology, not sports ball terminology. Gotcha. Uh, so we're also not going to be discussing the Maryland flag. Right. Thank God for that. No vexillology start, on this It was podcast. only a matter of time before that some bitch starts showing up on the license plates, and now I'm seeing them all over the goddamn place. <laughs> but we are going to be talking about spooky sights of Maryland. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, all, uh, like our high school, our high school, yeah, sure. Like Northeast was yeah. that spooky? No, I don't know. It's just, it always gave me bad vibes. It was a scary time. Well, that time <laughs> that we almost got beat up by six dudes. Is that, yeah. Oh no, no, it was twenty dudes and six of us. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. Kind of scary. Yeah, that was yeah. a little scary. Yeah. yeah. But That's no, really spooky, you guys. It's <laughs> really spooky. Uh, but no, we're actually talking about places that are uh, possibly haunted. Mm-hmm have had some sort of nefarious or infamous act happen in the vicinity. Right. Um, And generally just places with lots of um, history and sort of uh, an air of uh, about Mm -hmm. it. Which is good because Maryland has been inhabited by humans for a really, really long time. Yeah, I know. It's one of the oldest states. Yeah. And before, um, I wanted to ask a question, but before I do that, I have to, I have to do this um, for my girlfriend because she made me promise I would say this. I like to talk about one of the spookiest sites in Maryland, my butt. <laughs> <laughs> With that out of the way, um, we, Check. what are we doing about the, um, the existence of ghosts? Yay or nay? Are we just like saying that there's ghosts? I'm fine with that. Well, I think both Chris and I, uh, throughout the podcast, Life, we don't discount it. Okay, but I don't think we are one hundred percent put the stamp and say yes, it's one hundred percent. It exists. Okay, so we're kind of in the middle. It's like skeptical, you know, like Meh, maybe I've never seen it. Fair you know? enough. Fair so, enough. I can, but I can't say it doesn't exist one hundred percent. I can. Can you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Just like the the spleen myth. Yeah. Well, no, I'm sure your spleens <laughs> actually do something. Ghosts might functional. do stuff too. If they existed, Joe. Well, I, I tell you what. Tonight, tonight, 
on the podcast, mm. I will tell you all my one true real ghost story that actually happened to me because the place that I'm discussing uh, is where it happened. So it, it's really the only time that I've ever seen something that I cannot explain. Gotcha. You know, hands down, cannot explain. I, I have no clue. So uh, you want to start in on it? Sure. Okay. Go. So uh, we live, uh, Joe and Dan and I, or, I'm sorry, Joe, you, you actually moved out of, out mm-hmm. of the, the town that we kind of grew up in. Yep. So I know originally. Several times. Yeah. So <laughs> originally you're not from Maryland, no. which I believe you're the only one of us who, who isn't. Yeah. So, That's which, kind of spooky. Yeah, that is spooky. I didn't know that You guys are all you. looking at me weird. Yeah. Stop <laughs> it. Stop looking Outsider. at me. Outsider. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you did grow up here. I mean, you moved yes. here when you were yeah. kind of young, yeah. right? So how old were you when you moved here? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, around probably, 10-ish. Yeah, probably about 9, that. 10, something like yeah. that. Can you so, say from where? From Arizona originally. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, through a few other states, I think. Yeah, yeah. you're we, from we, Texas, Joe. No, I lived in Texas for a long time when I was little. Maybe that's why. I'm not from Texas. Okay. Yeah. Military family, both sides. Oh, so, so you've probably moved around a lot. Yeah. yeah. Ended up here pretty early on, somewhere like 1990. 91, something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Kirk Cobain was still alive. Yeah. 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 At, at the yeah. time. So, okay. So, the uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I am from Pasadena, Maryland, through and through. We're just south of Baltimore here. Uh, I would say, what, uh, maybe 10 miles south of Baltimore? Sure. Maybe like, not even, because really. crow flies. Yeah, because really even, like, parts of Pasadena butt right up to Brooklyn, which is the southernmost part of Baltimore City. Right. I live, so, I live in city center, and it took me 20 minutes to get here. Yeah. And it's not so, far from Pasadena. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So, anyway, uh, I'm from Pasadena, and one of the landmarks that is in Pasadena that I've always, I've always kind of heard about, uh, and I didn't start visiting until I was a teenager, was a place called Wishing Rock. Uh, have you guys, did you guys grow up knowing about Wishing Rock or he, ever hear mm, of it? I, no, I haven't. No? I started hanging out there when I was about 14, 15, you know. Is that where all the kids go to smoke the pot? Uh, no, to drink the beer. Oh, to oh, drink the beer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't get think... safe beer drinking spot. Or yeah. to hump the heroin. Either way. Well, that's, that's <laughs> now. Dana and I have always, like, we're, we're both from, like, the punk rock circles where we were both kind of, like, beer drinkers through and through. We've never really uh, partaken in the in the skunky, skunky balunky. What is it called? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. even have no, any nicknames. No, it's called the skunky balunky. You nailed skunky it. Skunky balunky, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, that's what yeah. the kids are calling it. Yeah. 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 That, so, that old Black Flag song. Right. Yeah. Spunky Bullock. <laughs> yeah. I just said Spunky, sorry. <laughs> Can you just okay. imagine Rollins? Spunky Bullock! <laughs> All right, so just off of Ritchie Highway, south of Jumpers Hole Road, is a it's a big huge mound. Now, uh, if you if you know the area, it's there's a BJ's wholesale club that I actually worked at uh, for a very long time. Yeah, and, you were the, the head BJ receiver. I, no, I was. I was when I worked at BJ's Wholesale Club. Mm. Uh, I started out stocking and then became the head receiver. Right. To this day, I still put that on my resume. <laughs> I was the head receiver of BJ's Wholesale Club. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> For years. Yeah. That is yeah. amazing. And That's let awesome. me tell you, it was a good job. <laughs> so, but right behind the BJ's, and there's an Ollie's over there, and a few other like rugged warehouse, and a few other places. Uh, and right behind that, if you walk back into the woods and there's a few different paths if you keep on walking i think it's probably something like 
two or 300 yards up into the woods, you will find a gigantic rock formation that is completely out of place anywhere else. And there's like, in Pasadena, there's not really a whole lot of hills. Like when you go out into right. Western Maryland. There's some hillbillies, but not a lot of hills. Not a whole lot of hills. You definitely yeah. don't expect there to be a large rock formation in the place where it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very bizarre. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, now apparently wishing rock, as we call it today, uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what they used to call it back in the day, but apparently uh, 10,000 years ago, uh, what they've uh, recorded uh, by some of their findings through archaeology and a few other things is that uh, Native Americans have gathered there uh, for a very long time. Now, the reason why is because the, 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 the rock is actually made out of quartzite. Hmm. So, yeah, apparently it was a like, a like a hub for Native American commerce and tool making. They would take the quartzite, uh, and because it is kind of chippable, you can mm-hmm. kind of chip the size, you can make arrowheads and and uh, spearheads and things like that out of it. And Plus, other kinds of heads of things. Other kinds of heads of things. Well, right. I'll get to that later, Joe, because that's coming up, okay. some more heads. Uh, but also, uh, in the area, you know, you have a lot of water, so, you know, you're able to catch, you know, crabs and fish and things like that. So, you know, ancient uh, ancient Native Americans would be able to do that in the area and then go to Wishing Rock to talk and, you know, smoke your peace pipe or do whatever you, you know, any kind of thing that you would do up there. Now, mm-hmm. the reason why I say that, I don't know, I mean, I don't know that much about Native American culture completely, uh, but I've read several accounts of people saying that they found peace pipes up there and things like that. From the so, 70s. No, no, I'm talking like... I think from the 90s. <laughs> right, I'm yeah. talking 90s. like an, yeah, ancient. <laughs> that was so, Gary's pipe. <laughs> there is, I've been looking for that fucking thing. He's, didn't he spray paint on the other side? Gary was here. Gary was here. Ozzy he rules! <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So, uh, Lars, uh, you being uh, uh, your profession, a geologist, mm. I just wanted to ask you, um, is quartzite native to this area? Uh, quartzite is, yeah. Is it? Yeah, we'll find some quartzite around here. Really? Yeah. Uh, would you know that if it would be good for chipping into arrowheads and things like oh, that? Oh, absolutely. Um, quartzite, it's um, it's really compressed like sedimentary, so... Like a shale? Almost like a shale. So that if you took another harder stone or even another piece of quartzite, it would be really easy to shape because it's very flaky, almost like um, almost like fish scales. It okay. kind of feels like once you chip it off and it's almost that kind of shiny color sometimes. Right. Mm. Is that a little bit like, uh, what is that, fool's gold kind of stuff um, um, they pyrite. use in, yeah. oh, is that, I was trying, what's the stuff that they use in um, cabinets, not cabinets. Uh, Formica. Formica. Um, it's, it's more closer to like a, like a slate, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. something that you would use for a walkway where you can, when you chip off a side, you can almost see the layers inside of it. So it'd be really easy to form, um, which means that it would take less time to form, which means if you wanted to make it in abundance, uh, and not be afraid to lose it. So that would be really good for making for weapons. Cause then it's just like, whatever, my arrow's gone. I got more quartzite. It's really, it's super easy to make it. You got like one or two hits and then, but if you lose it. So what? Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, nowadays, if you go up there, it's actually the, the whole rock is covered in graffiti and all different mm-hmm. kinds of stuff, you know, because it's way back in the woods. Now, apparently, it's actually owned by some people. It's, it's, uh, it's not just like, you know, Mar- it's, it's Mar- Maryland land, but it's, mm. you know, it's, it's uh, privately owned. By so, a society or a historical something? No, no, no. It's privately park? owned by uh, by someone who lives on Wishing Rock Road. Oh, uh, there oh, is so actually a Wishing Rock property. Road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in fact, uh, right next to it is actually a, a, a bit of a, a quarry. 
mm-hmm. uh, where they've done a few, a little bit of archaeology, but they also uh, take up the quartzite, and I'm not sure exactly what for, but they quarry it up and uh, and and use it, I guess, for maybe gravel or something like that. Well, there's a bunch of minerals and stuff in quartzite, so yeah. you might be able to get something out of that. Right now, apparently, uh, the 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 two. Native American, uh, Native American tribes that used to kind of be in this area were the Algonquin and the Iroquois. Apparently, uh, so in ancient Algonquin, uh, Wishing Rock, you know, being in Pasadena, uh, the, the, the actual name of Pasadena, the origin of the meaning co- is... Uh, is it Algonquin for the good land? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear that word. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually the, the valley between the two mountains. Oh, okay. Is what Pasadena means. Now, there are some other stories that possibly there was a a silk farmer that actually farmed silk from, you know, silky things, silky things like silkworms okay. in okay. the area. Yeah, that settled here. His wife was from Pasadena, California, and the the story is that maybe she was homesick and brought that name from home. But hmm. uh, you know, it, it's it, it's kind of lost to time. But well, that's weird because I think. Uh, Maryland was founded way before California. Way before. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying not necessarily the name Pasadena. Oh, the like the name of the town, the name of our town, Pasadena. Okay, yeah, gotcha. that you grew up in, right? So, so now here's the thing: is that you know there's been a lot of uh, a lot of people talking about different different things that have happened up there in the middle of the night, you know, seeing things and stuff like that. Uh, different hauntings, mm-hmm. if you will. So I, I'm going to recount something that happened to me up there uh, that I cannot explain. I was up there and I was drinking. Uh, I, I had had, you know, I think I, we had grabbed like some 40s on Natty Bow and mm-hmm. there was a few of us. You weren't smoking the Okichigo. I wasn't or smoking it was the the the, uh, the skunky, the spelunky, funky monkey, yeah. the sticky Trump. wicket. No, but I was. Gotcha. I did have probably like two, two, you know, forties uh, of bow that okay. I had walked up back up there. Oh no, that's a lot of bow. That's a lot of bow, hun. <laughs> uh, so I was drinking those, and it's we like were, we're all up there. <laughs> you turned Canadian for a minute. I did hundred <laughs> percent. So we're all up there. We're back in the woods. We're all drinking, you know, and uh, and so I mean, it was kind of like a cold fall night, kind of like you know, like it is around now. And as we were all kind of looking out into the woods, a mist started gathering together. Okay, okay. Uh, out in the woods, I would say probably a hundred feet off into the woods. Uh, there's a few lights down there because off a of Wishing Rock Road. I mean, which is, you know, you can look down because you're, you're up kind of high. You can see Wishing Rock Road from Wishing Rock. Okay. You know, you can see the street and a few street lights and house lights and stuff like that. And in the lights, uh, you know, I saw this mist kind of gather and then start to come towards us. Uh, I alerted some of the other people to such a thing. We all looked and I swear it was a bit of a human form. I, I can't explain it, but it, it was very lady in white. Mm-hmm. You know, like we've talked about that myth before. Right. Yeah. Uh, that, that, you know, that urban lady. legend, the white yeah, lady. The white lady. Where are the white lady at? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and she was co- <laughs> she was slowly coming towards us. I didn't mm. necessarily see a face, but it definitely was like shoulders and stuff like that. We all promptly freaked the hell out and just started running down the hill. Just kept on going. 
And uh, and that's it. That's that happened to me. Did the, did the form do anything? It just was slowly coming towards us. And that's enough to make someone run. I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There wasn't, I mean, there wasn't a, any like. Ooh. That's enough to make like a teenager run. You know what I mean? It freaked yeah. me out. I mean, it was literally like it looked teenager like, nothing. Like I would run from that now. Right. If it I was, see that tonight, I'm running. Right, <laughs> right. And we all ran down the hill. I mean, that's it. We just took off. Okay. And uh, yeah, that, so that's my experience that happened at Wishing Rock. Now, that being said, there has been a few weird uh, things that have happened around there that are not just, you know, this kind of like haunted stuff. There's some actual real stuff that has happened in there. Uh, for instance, in 1976, there was a 14-year-old girl, Karen Kamash. She has a uh, she had a uh, a brother named Tate. Now, Tate lived with his father, uh, and uh, and Karen actually lived with her grandmother that lived on Wishing Rock Road. Okay. So one day in 1976, uh, it was I believe it was May 15th, she didn't show up for high, for uh, high school, okay? Uh, she got a phone call from, her, her grandmother got a phone call saying that she never showed up. Her grandmother went to the home, found her jacket chilling in her room, and uh, all of her belongings were there, but she was completely missing. Hmm. So now, when you say chilling, you mean like just chilling? It was just or like it was sitting it in was her room, freezing. No, I mean it was it was apparently a cold morning, and she had left her jacket and never made it to school. Okay, uh, so as if the jacket was a villain. Yeah. Okay. Yes, the, gotcha. the jacket was chilling in her room, like a villain. Gotcha. So here's the thing: is that uh, that you know they, they never they never found her. Now really? apparently the the police did some some searching about it, mm. uh, and they did find that it was possible that there was uh, some kind of abuse going on, but they never came out to say who, you know, who was doing that abuse. Who did so she live with again? She lived with uh, with her grandmother. And that's it only? And that's it, know? yeah. So there was possibly like a close friend or something like that that was possibly abusing her, uh, but the, the police never kind of let on to tell people who that was. Now, uh, so jump forward about 30 years later, her brother is 44 years old. Uh, his name is uh, uh, Tate Kamush. Yeah, right. So he actually uh, was wondering how everything was going, you know, if they had found anything on the cold case. Uh, he called the police, and apparently they found out, he found out, that they had no record of her being missing. Okay. And now, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So apparently uh, the grandmother had called the police, uh, and and the father and the grandmother had called the police, they had shown up. They had taken a report, but you know, thirty years later, nothing had happened. You know, they, they and the report was either missing, it was either lost, or somehow, some way, this report was never actually taken. Uh, I would vote for lost. Yeah, I mean, that's a very good possibility. Because the, cha- you know, the changeover from all that old police paperwork yeah, to every digital 30 stuff. Years time. There. There's sure, been, but also thirty years is not a long time. No, no, you know, but relatively I'm, for but I'm paperwork from the seventies. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it gets, I guess. Yeah, it gets stuck in a basement somewhere. It gets cool. water damaged. But, but or also, this isn't. Um, this isn't. Uh, you know, someone vandalized my car. Like a young girl was missing. Right. You think right. that stays in a cold case file? Yeah. Or would, at least there's. Um, uh, an officer that took the report, like that's his, that's his white whale. Like, oh, you know, right. contact this guy. I remember that case mm. or some shit like that. But yeah. apparently, that none of that happened. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing is that, you know, they started actually working on the case when they found out. They actually released a, a photo, uh, a digi digitally aged photo of her, of mm -hmm. what she would look like now. Mm -hmm. uh, and they tried to, you know, they brought it out to the public to say, hey, you know, this is, you know, this is what's going on. She's been missing since 1976. Uh, but, uh, you know, n nothing's really come forward. You know, they've still never mm -hmm. found her to this day. And I mean, that was right from Wishing Rock Road, right next to Wishing Rock. So that being a very strange case, uh, I mean, if you jump forward, uh, you know, a few years uh, from 2007 when they, you know, he, he had called, uh, Tate had called about the, you know, about his missing sister and it, apparently it disappeared. And then reopened the case. Reopened the case. Right. Another seven years later, uh, someone was back behind the, the shopping center there and uh, they found uh, the remains of someone's head. They just found a skull. Yeah, that was just a few years ago. The, well, the you, remains of... I know you're saying, but that was that was in, what, 2014, yeah. I think? That's yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dana says it. <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying it's seven years after they found out about, uh, about uh, the Camouche girl being okay. gone, right? Okay. So the this is... Remnants of a skull or a whole skull? They found a skull okay. uh, that was that had a little bit of skin and things like that on it, but it was deteriorated. Now, hmm. a lot of people thought at the time that possibly it was the missing girl, uh, mm. but it Not had... skin on it. Yeah, yeah but it had been, I mean, 30 years. So, you know, Plus. it was really... It was very unlikely that mm. that was going to happen. Uh, eventually, what they did is uh, they actually wound up tracing it to uh, a guy who is a killer. So they found out that the head was actually from a, a woman that Christopher Allen Sheeb had actually killed in 2012. So by the time that they found the head, two years later, I mean, mm -hmm. it was it was very decomposed. Uh, she is actually a, uh, a Brooklyn woman. Her last name is Lee. And uh, she had like a one-year-old daughter. I mean, yeah, she, mm -hmm. she went missing. Uh, behind like the shoppers, she just disappeared from the shoppers one night, and they found out it was this guy. She through uh, through police work, and apparently he's also tied to a few other killings in Annapolis, where he did the same thing. He dumped a body, you know, oh, wow. in a ditch, or you know. So what is that? Is that serial killer, right? Well, I I think he's only tied to two cases, but it's possible that he could be tied to more. So they're not sure if hmm. uh, if it winds up being a you know he's going to be a serial killer or not. But I mean. Hmm. You know, we have our own Maryland, Maryland. Fingers killer. crossed. Yeah, I mean, you know, so they might just find be another one for us. Yeah, yeah, they might find more. So yeah, that's Wishing Rock. I mean, it just has all these weird occurrences happening around it. Now, I want to say that there is a book, and I brought it along with me. It's called The Enigma of Wishing Rock. Oh, now, uh, so I read it wrong. I thought it was The Enigma and Wishing Rock. <laughs> no, I was no. like, that guy got a book. No, uh, no, he's in enough uh, Ripley's Believe It <laughs> okay, or Not books. Um, no, The Enigma of Wishing Rock. I've read through the whole thing a couple of times, and it's actually a, a police officer, a retired police officer, who wrote a book about all the kind of weird experiences he had, you know, around the Glen Burnie, Pasadena area. Mm -hmm. Glen Burnie is like the the next town over from Pasadena, but they're they're all right next to each other. They're all kissing cousins. Yeah. So he calls it like the Wishing Rock Triangle. Um, yeah, kind of like the Bur Bur Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, yeah now, I got it. Right now, now what I what I can say about the Super book is super clever. Yeah, what I can say about the book is it's he talks about different tornadoes that have torn through Pasadena and, and I mean a bunch of different disasters that he's worked on uh, and been a part of as a police officer since the seventies. Mm. Uh, but the thing is, is that you know not all of the stories in this book 
are specifically about Wishing Rock, but he's attributing them to the bizarre, you know, weirdness. area. Yeah, the bizarre weirdness it. of Wishing Rock. Gotcha. So, you know, and kind of tying it all back to that. I don't think that Wishing Rock necessarily has that kind of power, you know? It but, could yeah. be one of those, like, beacons. Could be. On a ley line or a, something. A weird beacon, a weekend. Yeah. It's begging to be an ancient Indian burial ground. It well, it might have it. been. It was. Yeah. It, it's an. It's an ancient India, Indian. Indian. Uh, uh, a stomping ground. I can't say mm-hmm. it's. You know, a burial ground. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. But it is. Uh, it was definitely a gathering place. So for some time. But anyway, uh, nice. that's Wishing Rock in a nutshell. That's crazy. So, just because you said it was a stomping ground, literally for hundreds of years, people have been showing up to this place to like get fucked up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's go down to that rock right. and just let's get twisted. Yeah. You know what I'm uh, saying, guys? Up to the rock. It is on a big, gigantic hill. Still, so okay. yeah, it is okay. up to the rock. Yeah, you go up there, you eat some jerky, you you know, you drink some yeah. wine. You can be chief literal direction. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of places where you go to get fucked up, <laughs> there you go. That's a good segue. I, uh, you guys ever been down to Point Lookout? I don't think that I have. I mean, I've I've been down to Southern Maryland, but I don't think I've been down to Point Lookout. It sounds familiar. Yeah, it's the southernmost point of Southern Maryland. It's, is that where know. that big crazy bridge is? No, uh, no, no that's on the eastern shore, uh, well, um, no, which thinking... is not Southern Maryland for some reason. <laughs> no, <laughs> even though it's more that... south than no, Southern Maryland. Not that one near the big. There's a fort down there. Are you thinking of uh, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel? No, no, no. The oh, one no. that's like this. Oh, oh, I know. That's on Route 4. Yeah, right? it's all. It's like way down there. Oh, yeah, no, that's Solomon's Island. Okay, yes. all right, sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, that's the thing. It's like you get to, okay, so if you're in Baltimore and you want to go to Solomon's Island, mm. you go down You go down Route 4 uh, forever, and then you're there. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit, I am so far down here now. It's been like two and a half hours. I'm in a different country. You're not even close to Point Lookout. <laughs> Keep going south, Keep man. Going, <laughs> You're at Pax River um, Air Force Base or Naval Base, I guess. Nope. Keep going. Wow. St. Mary's City, St. Mary's College. Forget it. You've got. You still got like 35, 40 minutes. <laughs> wow. And then when everything ends, when all civilization ends, and it's just forest, <laughs> and the shoulders have left the road, and no one has painted that that yellow line. <laughs> Straight in the middle of the road for hundreds of years, then you're at Point Lookout. Okay, yeah, the forest ends, everything opens up, and there's a bunch of foundations of old buildings all over the place in the forest, and then a big uh, light tower. Mm. Um, Lighthouse is what they're called. Light tower. (laughs) I'm thinking of light tower. (laughs) It's either from the Lord of the Rings or from those (laughs) police academy movies. I couldn't figure it out. Is that Hightower? That's it. Yeah, Hightower. <laughs> this is a place. This So if you're coming up the, um, the Chesapeake Bay, um, this is a hell of a landmark even when it's not, you know, when, even when it doesn't have a damn lighthouse on it. So um, uh, John Smith landed there in 1612, mm. his first trip up before he went up the Potomac. The Ark and the Dove came up there. That was um, the the ships that carried the first... Maryland colonists. Mm-hmm. Then everything went to shit, basically. <laughs> like I'm, like I know I, I've been to this place so many times. It was a place I we went there. We would ride around the car a lot and get high when I was a teenager. And sometimes we'd As be like, do. we'd be like, fuck it, we got four hours to kill. Let's go down there. <laughs> right. 
I've, been, I've probably been more stoned at Point Lookout than I have been anywhere else in, in my entire life. There were people that went there seeking um, religious freedom. And then uh, Catholics. When you were a kid? No. Okay. This is back in the day. Sorry, Sorry. I backed up a little bit. Okay. So, so the Catholics went there. We're going to be Catholics here. And then Protestants showed up and was like, you can't be Catholic here and kicked them out. Ah, um, as they do. As they do. Mm-hmm. It was the, it, basically, it was the first place, the, the first St. Mary's City was, was the first capital of Maryland. But after they had all that religious persecution, everyone left. Mm-hmm. Then the city went to shit. Um, literally went to shit, like fell over and became compost. Oh, wow. And um, then we moved the, the capital to Annapolis. Um, uh, once ships started coming up, um, European ships started coming up the Chesapeake Bay, so many of them would wreck there. There so many shipwrecks there because the wind is horrendous. Oh, yeah, I can You imagine. can't see anything. And you don't, like, there's rocks everywhere. Mm-hmm. Literally, it is a point. If you look on a, on a map of Maryland, um, don't, don't go to the Eastern shore, <laughs> but go down to Southern Maryland and that place that kind of looks like a wolf, the pointy nose of the wolf that mm. is point lookout. It's mm. point during the revolutionary war. This is just some backstory about the place cause it's old as fuck during, uh, the revolutionary war. There was a captain called, um, uh, resin, uh, Beale that's B E A L L. And he stopped 70 British ships from going up the, the Chesapeake Bay. Wow. Was, did you say his first name was resin? Uh, R-E-Z-I-N. Resin. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, okay. Yeah, it sounds like one of those like really eccentric Southern names, doesn't it? It sounded yeah. like when yeah. you were a resin. teenager and you were going down there, you were invoking the resin. <laughs> By the time we got there, that's what we were smoking. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, you know, famously, it, would be, it became um, Point Lookout. It, it got that title from the War of 1812 because that's where they kept an out for British ships. They would go up the Potomac oh, gotcha. and yeah. um, go up the bay to try to get Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So in 1830, because of all the shipwrecks, that's when they erected the lighthouse. So now you got a spooky point with a bunch of shipwrecks, and it's, now it's got a damn lighthouse on it. Right. Yeah, yeah infinitely yeah. more spooky. Mm-hmm. Then in the 1880s, they built a hotel. Now, this hotel hmm. is supposed to be a resort for people from D.C. because D.C. is literally built on a swamp. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's humid as balls. And <laughs> this is supposed to be a place for them to get away. And it's really far from D.C., but I guess that's the point. Yeah. Anyways, it burned down. Oh, wow. So now there's a burned down hotel. Sweet. With the shipwrecks in the lighthouse. I mean, we've all seen the fog, right? Yeah. It's, okay. It just we seems have. to be becoming more and more disastrous. I know. Yeah. Um, back up a little bit from the 1880s to the 1860s, and this was a this was called Camp Hoffman. Um, it was a Civil War POW camp. It was a Union camp that housed Confederate soldiers. Hmm. Um, even though Maryland was supposed to be neutral, right, I can tell right. you from living in Southern Maryland that it was more Confederate than Union. Yeah, when I mean, you go to Harper's Ferry, and there was there is that that is the yeah. line where people were like jumping across the river, punching yeah, each exactly, other. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, generally the attitude in Southern Maryland is we're the South. Gotcha. Um, even though my relatives in Richmond called me a Yankee, I don't know. Maryland's weird because <laughs> you're higher yeah, than Richmond. Yeah, yeah, I'm up, I'm <laughs> on the other side of the river. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because once you get to Baltimore, I mean, most people are kind of like, yeah, we're the North, right? Mm-hmm. It's literally somewhere. Right, but, but I mean, you go go to New England and. Then come back to Baltimore and you realize this is a southern town. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. They close all, everything on Sunday. It's fucking bizarre. Yeah. So in uh, it was a POW camp. Now, POW camps are not awesome ever. No. Uh, in the Civil War, they were especially unawesome. Um, they put it there 
Because there's one way into Point Lock Lookout, one way out. You know, there's there's a really easy way to keep your prisoners of war contained in there because unless they want to go swimming and drown, right? It's it's like Australia, exactly. Same exactly. Same reason. It is why- the Australia of Maryland. Okay, I have that here in my notes. They call it the Australia of Maryland. <laughs> well, that's why they use Australia yeah. as a prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like either you drowned or you get eaten by everything on the island on the the continent. Yeah, It'll absolutely. Kill you. Um. So it was built to house 10,000 soldiers. They imagined that at one time it was keeping about 50,000 soldiers. Wow. So already there, there's too many people there. The water that they were drinking was contaminated. The food was rotten. Oh. And, uh, oh, it gets better. Smallpox! Sweet! Of course smallpox shows up uh, at the prisoner of war camp where people are treated horribly with no medicine. You know, the place with the burned down hotel yeah, yeah. and the spooky lighthouse and the shipwrecks all around. Wow. <laughs> Seems like there might have been a few deaths there too. <laughs> of, of, yes. Yeah, this is, this is like they the... say, actually it's, it's estimated, I thought this number was kind of low, but they estimate that um, somewhere, they, this is, I kept getting these numbers, somewhere between 3,000 and 8,000, which is a big margin. Yeah, that's a, a chunk, yeah. Yeah. Um, 3,000 to 8,000 soldiers died there, and they were all buried in a mass grave wow. on the property. Yeah, uh, but I mean, also, if you're, like, taking into account the, the shipwrecks and things like that, there's probably a lot more of just deaths in the area. Well, I think he was just well. stating the numbers for the Yeah, for just the, yeah, for the, the, yeah, the POW. three to yeah. eight. Um, uh, a lot of soldiers were brought there. Not only there was a hospital there too, so most soldiers from the Battle of Gettysburg, which were many, were brought there, which is counterintuitive to me because it takes forever to get to Gettysburg, anyways. Yeah, yeah. like well, now in a car. Yeah, but you also have the CNO, the canal. And you do have a the lot canal. of that sure. was running yep. up and down. You know, twenty four hours a day. Good call. Good call. Um, so uh, yeah, a lot of uh, Gettysburg soldiers now. That's that's the history. Uh, that's that's the beginning of basically that's be, the beginning of an, an American horror story series. Yeah, um, exactly. Except this, I mean, it oh. stayed scary for more than a couple years. Am I yeah, right? But I mean, it sounds like a like a double stack of pancakes at IHOP of terrible. No, it really it no it's you know what it I mean? is like horribleness really on horribleness with butter on top. Um, and it's become this. There's a. It's become a hub. For people that use electronics to record um, what they think uh, are the, the the presence of ghosts. Oh, is that what is that? Uh, EMS. That, uh, um, EMF. No. Uh, e- ELO. EVP. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna keep naming things. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I think no, you had it. Let, let me okay. Let me just get this out of the way. I had a friend. You would go there for field trips uh-huh. in high school. Sure. Uh, where I'm from, even though it took forever to get there and usually go for an overnight because they have a little camping grounds there. Not the hotel. Uh, not the hotel. <laughs> okay. Um, and a friend of mine was just, it was nighttime and he was going out into the woods and he had, this was, you know, he had a tape recorder. It was nothing fancy. It, the, the, the recorder that Kevin McAllister had in Home Alone 2 was more fancy than this. It gotcha. was just a little thing. It was about a little bigger than a cassette tape. Mm-hmm. And he put a very tiny cassette tape yeah, in there little, and they just hit record. Ones, That's yeah. it. And he walked out into the woods and seriously just fanned it in front of him back and forth. Mm-hmm. And down there, the, the wind is constantly whipping. Oh, yeah. I couldn't, constantly. How would you get any Anything. actual audio other than just... Now, he brought this back and he said, there's, there's a voice on here and I don't understand it. Like, tell me if you think this is something or it's nothing. Mm. So 
um, I wasn't the first person he asked. I was probably the 10,000th person. <laughs> so I listened to it and, you know, completely skeptic because I'm, I'm not really a believer in that sort of thing. Mm. So I listened to it and um, I hear a noise and I said, uh, that kind of sounded like someone saying dismount, right? And I thought he was going to take the tape recorder and throw it in my face because he freaked out. He's like, I, that's what I heard. And then we kept listening and there was, um, we kind of, I mean, once you once you both have decided you heard the word dismount, you're completely biased at that point right, of what you're right, going to hear right. next. But we kind of decided the next thing and the last thing that we heard was um, someone saying shine your boots. It, it sounded very much not at all like I'm saying it. Basically, I'll try to do an impression. The first noise we heard was kind of like this. And then the second thing we heard was like, what could have been literally an owl. Right. <laughs> Something. But this is what we heard. Right. Um, and then, you know, it, it's become a hub for that. Like so many people have um, EVP recordings of hearing things that sound like voices. And because you know so much of the history of the place, it's easy to assign what they could be saying. And it's a lot of, I wrote some, like a lot of, this is my house. Um, fire if they get too close. Help me. Uh, get out or perish. These are all things um, that were heard there? That were, that were heard there. There's oh. actually through, through a, EVP. I'm, right, I didn't, right. I didn't write down the website, but if you if you search EVP uh, Point Lookout um, Maryland, you'll find they actually have recordings of clips of all these EVPs, like two, oh, cool. two and three and five seconds long. Hmm. Um, uh, and, it's, and it's funny because... They have a, the link where you can just open the audio file and then next to it, what you're supposed to hear. And then the history of this is where this person was and what they were using when oh, they recorded totally this. totally biased. Totally biased. Yeah, don't do that. So then I click on it and I'm like, well, yeah, that's what I heard. That's exactly what That's the is. website? Okay, yep. I'll make sure I put this on the show notes, the, cool. the website that Lars is talking about. Excellent. So here's just a little aside to that. When we were all recording and shooting our last short film. Oh, weird. I remember this. So something happened inexplicable to to me. These two, uh, Chris and Dana, went to the gas station to get some water and, and stuff like that. And I decided to stay back and just record ambient audio for, uh, you know, ba- so, background sure, layers. Like some bedding stuff. music or something? Yeah, yeah. This was located in sort of back in a, a kind of abandoned, creepy back road. Yeah, well, it was. So it's it, no, like, immediate houses no, around. No, no, it's a and, business like uh, in, like an area. industrial yeah park, industrial sort area. of yeah so there's no houses back there whatsoever um while they were gone i'm sitting there recording crickets you know and maybe five minutes go by and i have my headphones on and i just start hearing taps what yep plain as effing day well it's not I mean, it's you can hear exactly what it is mm-hmm. but it is somewhere Far, far right. off. But I have it on audio, and I'll I'll give you the, the the thing, and we'll put it in the this episode. Yeah, definitely. Just that put it. Just put it. Yeah. The, put it at the end of this episode. It's the straight song of taps. You know? right. I listened to it as well, and it's definitely. And when they taps. came back, I was like, guys, something weird happened. But I, <laughs> it was flipping creepy. It, it was so creepy. It's like it played exactly at midnight. It, it must have been for some I, sort I don't of know. reason. It right? wasn't, I don't know, I don't remember what time it was, but yeah, it was It was late. It was probably yeah. past midnight, one o'clock, when we wrapped up that night. No right. kidding. But, yeah, it was a bit strange. So maybe something like that? 
Yeah. These people are here and maybe just Sure, it could absolutely. Random. I mean, the wind carries. And honestly, you can't. One of, one of the things I wrote down that was just, because um, I, I just wrote down bullshit, is that <laughs> someone said they were in the basement of the, you know, the, um, the lighthouse keeper's house. Okay. And they heard um, shutters banging against the house. Like huh. the wind was whipping and the, and the shutters started banging. And they said, well, the shutters have been removed a long time ago. There were no shutters. And also there was no wind. And that's horseshit because there's always, always, always wind. I was going to say, at a point? <laughs> there's always wind. Yeah. Like violent, annoying, terrible wind. Yeah, it's it's like New England and any of those coastal, crazy, you yeah. know, rocky areas oh, yeah. along it's, the East it's Coast. It's nuts. It's nuts. And I mean, there's... I mean, there's so many. There's even when you're you're trying to find information about this place, people are leaving comments of "This happened to me at Point Lookout." Right. And there are some yeah. crazy stories. So there was the, actually the Secretary of State of Maryland in the 1970s was named Laura Berg, mm-hmm. and she lived there with her husband um, at the house of Point Lookout. I don't know why. Um, and they reported hearing um, all kinds. Of, everyone who's been there at night says they hear weird shit. Um, she was no different when she lived there. Like her husband and her said they heard um, at, at night uh, heavy boots walk up to their bedroom door and then just stop. Like it was just happening all the time. Then um, one night she was woken up in bed because she said there were six lights hovering above her. What? Six of them. So now it's aliens? And it woke her up. And then when she woke up, she smelled smoke and went downstairs and found that her heater had caught part of the house on fire. Oh, And wow. she felt that something had woken her up to warn her to not let this place burn down. Gotcha. Right. The same voices that are telling her to get out. So that's kind of counter to, I don't know, that's a mixed message if you're asking me. Well, well the, I mean, get the, out, but I wanted to burn down, I guess. I mean, I don't... But I mean, if it's his home and he can't do anything about it. Right. You know? But if you subscribe to those things being real yeah. and the amount of death and chaos that happened in that area, I don't think any one quote unquote entity would be responsible. It would be sort of a, we are a legion kind of thing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There's a lot of different ghost personalities. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the first lighthouse keepers uh, wife, her name was Ann Davis. So her husband died and she took um, over the duties of, being a lighthouse keeper, and people say they see her all the time. She has a, um, I think a, a, a blue skirt, and uh, they say there's a very famous picture of the ghost of Ann Davis wearing a blue skirt at the top of the steps. I'll be damned if I could find this son of a bitch. Yeah. So I don't know how famous <laughs> it is. So in July of 1864, the USS Tulip um, exploded at the hands of Captain William Smith. Um, uh, they had a bad boiler on the ship apparently, but he was ah. still steaming really hard and it exploded and eight um 47 people died eight of the um quote-unquote mangled corpses washed upon the shore oh man yeah yeah of point lookout they call it the the gale of 78 a really violent storm Hmm. um there was a a ship going up uh, come actually coming down the bay called the express and the salon deck was ripped off the top of the ship and everybody's hair was all messed up. Everyone, yes, yeah, they didn't dry correctly. <laughs> Their waves looked all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there was a man. Uh, many, a lot of people died in that. Uh, but there's a man. I, they, he's either called James or Joseph Heaney. I saw both those names pop up. It's James and Joseph. Like uh, Joseph Merrick. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. How exactly. Yep. John Joseph. Right, get right. his name a little mixed up sometimes. Um, but he's said to um, appear on the beach before a bad storm. You'll see him in like uh, what looked to be sopping wet clothes. Hmm. And then mm-hmm. during the storm, he bangs on the lighthouse door. Uh, I keep, You know what's funny is I... As I'm describing these things, I literally get the chills. And I don't believe in them. Really? But it's just fucking creepy, man. <laughs> now, here's here's one question I don't think I, I brought up. Are any of those structures still standing to this day? Okay, so... Or, or being used, I should say. Right. No, being used, no. Um, the lighthouse it is back to the um, way it looked in 1927. Okay, so it's been um, restored. It had been, it's been restored to its original condition. So they had built things upon it. Uh-huh. But then once they put it out of use, they. It's just like a historical it's site. It's a historical site. Okay. The main house is there where people live. It's a very small house. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been, um, that's been kept up. I mean, there's been renovations and things course, like that. Yeah. But now it's kind of, it's now it's kind of been a vacuum. historical exactly. thing. Um, as far as the cam- as far as the Civil War stuff and those camps and things, they're all gone. They oh, know, yeah, of course. They know roughly where they were. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a, a graveyard they've yet to find. Hmm. Uh, apparently, there was a man named Gerald Sword, which, awesome surname. Yeah. Why'd you get Gerald? <laughs> <laughs> it's really close to Gerald Ford. Uh, it is close. And he not only... Um, said he saw uh, a Union guard. This was in 1970. Mm-hmm. A Union guard outside of the the main house sometimes keeping watch. Oh, wow. He said he was walking down the beach one time and there was a, a woman uh, walking in the opposite direction towards him and he asked her why she was there and she said she was looking, um, she was looking for a particular headstone. And when he pressed her on the matter, she got very upset and it seemed like he didn't want to talk to him anymore. So he left and um, when he went to get in his car and leave, he found that his car was the only car that was in the parking lot. Oh, weird. Hmm. So asking around, um, he said, have, you know, have, you know, ha- there's this woman looking for a headstone. Do you know where there are any headstones at Point Lookout? And they said, you know, what's funny is that someone showed up into town with a headstone. Uh, it was a woman's headstone. But what's weird is, they don't know about the graveyard on Point Lookout. There is this lost graveyard there. Okay. That they they're aware of its existence because of records, but they haven't been able to find it because they locate. Yeah. They haven't. They figured that um, as violent as the weather is down there, you know, really hot summers, really cold winters, mm-hmm. all the erosion that has probably been covered up or they shifted all over or the shifted place. all over the place. Yeah. Could have like literally just eroded into the bay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but someone showed up into town with a headstone trying to sell it because of its historical significance. Yeah. And it's ah. of this woman who died a long time ago. Mm. And all the uh, everything about that story is weird. Yeah. Um, huh. But apparently that went down in 1970. And there, there's so many stories like that of just, this is weird. Um, <laughs> just like... Yeah, that's weird to explain. It isn't like you were attacked. They're really, you can't pinpoint that down of, mm. well, this person died in this way and now their ghost is acting this way, kind of, of A course. to B. Yeah, yeah. But, but because so many terrible, tragic things have happened there, it there's a host be, of them. Yeah. I and mean, the people hear things, they smell things. People say they'll, there's a, besides they see the, um, the, the fine salt air. Um, besides, <laughs> yeah, well, brackish air. <laughs> um, there's apparently a ghost uh, 
in civil in a civil war uniform that runs across the road back and forth, and people have have watched him do this. And he smells. Um, he smells. They say he smells of mildew and gunpowder. Weird. Yeah, and it, he's running away from where they know was an isolation tent for um, diseased patients that had smallpox. Um, yeah, smallpox. And, and yeah, and he runs away and then he runs back and then runs away. But people say there, there's cold spots that people have inexplicably uh, smelled gunpowder. I don't think it's inexplicable because it's in St. Mary's County, Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a normal Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, weird stuff like that. It seems to be more um, like weird things just like attacking your senses. You smell something weird. You hear something weird. You might see a flash of something weird, mm. but nothing really pinned down. Hmm. I um, think that's like most ghost stories, right? I mean, you just, you, you can't ever, that's the whole point is that, you know, it's like trying to grab smoke. You know yeah, what I mean? You, you, you just can't grasp onto it. It's just a fleeting thing. You might get catch a picture or an EVP or whatever it is, but you can never quite get it. And that's, that's what I think like, uh, that's why I think it's so hard for some people to believe that anything like that exists. But the you know on, on the flip side of it, mm. for people who really do you know one hundred percent believe in spirits or ghosts, you know it's like well yeah that's all you need to see right, and then you have faith past that you know or or whatever have you. And uh, apparently, it's such a creepy, spooky, awful place that in Fallout Three, it was one of the sites you could visit. Um, and they gave a, if I remember correctly, they actually gave a little bit of background on the site itself. Like a plaque or something in a That's, door. Yeah, exactly. Kind of something like that. But it was yeah. just a place you could go and it was like, this place is weird and you got to do weird stuff. The end. Well, there may be some, some... Fallout 3, that was the one that was in DC, right? Yeah, because yeah. they're from Bethesda Games. Yeah, exactly. Of okay, yep. that's really cool. Yeah, yeah that made an made an appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I forgot all about it, but when I was researching it, I saw the um, the the Fallout guy, the blonde guy mm-hmm. with the with the goofy smile, and I was like, why the fuck? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the What's map. His exactly. Name? Fallout Boy, whatever his name is. Sure. The Fallout Boy. That's Radioactive Man's sidekick. I remember correctly. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he's holding his thumb up or whatever. Yeah, up and at them. Yeah, up and at them. Up and at them. Better. <laughs> this is Diane, and this is Denise. Of the History Goes Bump podcast. And when we aren't regaling people with our tales of haunted historic places, we are satisfying our curious appetites with the Curioso podcast. So I wanted to mention um, one of the things that we like to do while we're discussing things is we like to uh, drink a little bit of beer or wine or, you know, some kind of booze Mm -hmm. uh, that has to do with what we're doing, uh, what we're discussing. Mm -hmm. So right now we are drinking some nice Maryland wine, uh, and this is from the Linganore Winery. The first time I ever had Linganore was uh, at the Renaissance Festival. It's pretty much the only wine that they serve. Yeah, it's like their biggest seller. Right, and Linganore makes a type of mead Mm -hmm. as well, uh, Mm -hmm. call back to the mead episode. Yep. Uh, It was the first mead that I had ever had was Linganore mead. What's the drink they have there? The Stinger, the Stinger? The the Stinger? Yeah. The Bee Stinger. The Bee Stinger. The Bee Stinger. Yeah, where they... (laughs) 
The uh, beast sting. Is it? Uh, it's cider and, uh, and with mead. a with some meat in it. Yep. Yeah, to give it a little ABV boost. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, but Linganore, uh, 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 the name of a town in Maryland, mm-hmm. uh, I think has something to do with our next uh, our next uh, segment. Right. Linganore was a town. Who the fuck is talking right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Dana. <laughs> I didn't realize you were here. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> Linganore is a town that was built by the Linganore Corporation in 1968. What? In 68? Yeah. Wow, 68. that's not a um, lot of history. So, no, it's fairly not new. 1868? No, 1968. 1968? No, no. 1968. No. Wow. It's kind of like uh, Columbia, right? Columbia, Maryland mm-hmm. was made to be specifically a town. Ah, gee, I'm, it was like the very first town that was ever built. For rich people? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was like... No, a, it was a community project. Yeah. Sure. Ah, yeah. It, was, it was Ed okay. Norton's dad actually built Is that, that who? Yeah. yeah, but it was like, okay. it, 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 like, instead of like a city or a town becoming a city, you know, becoming, a, you know, a big, huge city, right. it, it was actually made to specifically be like a city. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, no, but yeah, it, it is really weird. Like they, the, the way the um, the roads were built in a very specific way, right? So that you're, you know, if you're driving through a residential area, you're not going to see anything commercial. Uh, um, so also, if you're driving, if you're driving through commercial areas, you're not going to see um, any signs for churches. They're actually built out of the way. Huh. Yeah, if you read about Columbia, Maryland, it's very That's specific really the way they wanted to build this community. Right. Yeah. Okay, it was, yeah. so it's it's similar to that, Dana? Uh, no. No, I don't believe so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, su- I suppose it could be. Um, so it was, it was like a corporation. It was built it by was a corporation. Built by corporation. Like, like yeah, Umbrella. As a, you know, um, like a community project. I'll eat my hat if this isn't made from Concord grapes. <laughs> I know, it doesn't taste it's like that. just like a Concord grape. <laughs> so it's located near Frederick. So it's in Western Maryland. Okay. Um, and there is a creek that runs through the area called Linganore Creek. Locally, they would call that a crick? Yes. Okay. I believe, I believe folks from around here call mm-hmm. it a crick, <laughs> as you said, Joe. Or crack. I, I've never heard it called that. I've never heard yeah, it. It's, it's called a crack. It's called a crack. It's a crick. It's, it's a crick. It's a wet crack. Y'all want to go swimming down by the crack? <laughs> <laughs> this crack sure is wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is a deep wet crack. <laughs> I got a crack in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Just got me a mouthful of crack. <laughs> Proceed. I'm trying so hard. Um, <laughs> so when they built the community of New Market. New Market. New Market. So is New the Market name is a town in Linganore? Yes. Okay. Well, Linganore is not an area. It's just the way that you go to places and you'll have sort of... Areas parceled out with different sort of, I don't want to call them villages because I feel like using that term sounds a bit silly, but yeah, I suppose it would be so, so considered like, villages. Take your hometown, Pasadena, mm-hmm. uh, where but like you've Green got, Haven, exactly, or like that's a community Beach. within a town. This uh, yeah. Long Beach yeah, is a community so within that small town. communities. Okay, all right, gotcha. So in the community of New Market. Um, I guess when they were developing the community, they decided to dam the creek. Damn creek! Dam the creek. And what that did was create a lake. And the purpose was to make a reservoir, mm. you know, for a water supply for the and new all town. all the dogs. 
Yeah. That uh, also too making a reservoir would be pretty good for uh, grapes. That's true. Yeah. yeah. For the Linganora Winery eventually. Yeah, which is uh, located right next to it. So there's been lots of stories sort of over the years of people hearing bizarre sounds in the area around this reservoir. Um, I found four different articles about people that have died in near the dam area oh, where wow. it's dammed. I mean, we talked about this earlier where there are a few hydroelectric dams Yeah, like in the, the Blow, area. The Blow Dam, I believe, was one at some point. I think it's defunct now. But, right, right. Yeah. But those areas are super, Tend to be dangerous, super dangerous for swimming and, and mm-hmm. fishing and all that crap. And from what I understand, this, this um, reservoir is sort of like it's open to the the neighborhood surrounding for recreational purposes, okay, which is for, a bit confusing. Yeah, so there's no like fence or is no, like no. It or? seems like you're allowed to swim there, but it also seems pretty dangerous. Weird. Uh, yeah. Also, Concord grapes and corpses. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was. There was uh-huh. there, one of the articles I read said that they had to actually shut the reservoir down and take water from another one while they added extra chlorine to the water because one of the bodies they found had been there for some time. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. There's still a little chlorine in there. It'll be fine. Yeah. I've seen dates with wolves. <laughs> so how many how many bodies have they found in the reservoir? Uh, I believe they've, We've got they've a only found. <laughs> They found one that had been there for a considerable time. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I think he was slow, had been reported missing, like, a couple weeks before they'd actually found him. And that oh, was, wow. like, all the four deaths that I found that were located there were all within, like, the past six years. So I can only imagine how many were before that. Right. I'm sure there were sort of older cases. Just the past that, six years? Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah. So it's like a problem spot. Yeah, it's like a burgeoning Uh uh, spooky place. Right. So as well as like hearing unexplained sounds, which I guess is fairly common for places that are supposedly haunted, people tend to see glowing orbs. Ooh, Large glowing orbs, which I think is a phenomenon that happens often. Mm -hmm. Swamp gas. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Swamp thing. You hear about that so often is that, you know, you're in the woods, you see a glowing orb, and then you follow it, and it never gets any closer. And no, People just, are just trudging through the woods. No, it's, and just, it's just two small thing. Japanese guys carrying a dead body with a lantern on it. That's that's all that really Probably is. Probably what it is. Why are they Japanese? Because that's where the, the myth comes from. The dancing corpses. I'm, I'm unfamiliar. Dancing corpses? <laughs> yeah. Are they jumping corpses? zombies? Yeah, well, yes. dancing corpses, jumping zombies. Uh Back in the feudal times of Japan, uh, dead bodies weren't allowed to be carted around. During the day. During the day. So they would t- take them from small villages to, you know, cemeteries and stuff. They had hired certain people of a certain caste to do such things. And they would, they didn't carry them on stretchers. They would carry them on bamboo poles. Uh-huh. One guy in front, one guy in back. Uh-huh. The dead guy strapped to the poles in the middle. And they were this uh, number, yeah, 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 yeah. jumping up and down as yeah. they're walking the guy, and there was always like a lantern. So oh see their no, way. shit! So people, there's this, you know, uh, myth, this legend sprang up around. That's those. Re- boy, does that sound familiar? Did you talk about this on a previous show? I think uh, probably our okay. vampires. That's probably, episode. Yeah. yeah, that sounds yep. really familiar. Mm-hmm. But it's just those guys. Yeah. So let them let them be. There's Japanese guys <laughs> all over the world. Yeah. But, 
There's so many of them. Yeah. They all came by to the woods at night. Yeah. None of this guy. Uh, Part of their culture. Let them be. One of them was, I think it was around March 2013, there was sort of a group of children, I think between the ages of 11 and 16. Oh, no. Um, Don't be one of those on this show. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> That's bad news. So they went to go swimming, and for some unexplained reason, it, I mean, this is like a newspaper article, so... So can't really imagine happened. they, you know, use too much fluffy words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the friends described it as one of the kids sank in the water, which mm. I, I guess maybe could have something to do with the current from the dam. That was the only possible explanation I could think or of for that. Or just pooped himself out and, and just I couldn't swim I guess so. Anymore. I was thinking that, too. And I think about the way people drown, and it's like, when do you ever just sink? Like... Some people you know? just sink. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Some humans have, like, are no not born. Body fat <laughs> yeah. or... No, it just it, that doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. So some people are a bit more dense. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like they're denser, you know, and they have a harder time staying afloat. So I believe the thirteen-year-old, um, one of the kids that was there, just sank. Hmm. Uh, so one of his friends, a sixteen-year-old kid who was also there, went to go after him. And never came back up. Whoa, so two kids? It was, I think, about five of them. Because then a third kid went to to continually dive down in the area, general area where they were, Mm -hmm. and didn't find either one of them. I think it took them like half an hour before they finally got out and called like the rescue because they were just sort of adamantly trying to find whoever themselves, you know, their friends. Wow. And then called, and I think they found their bodies like hours later. Now, is this one of those Maryland lakes and or reservoirs that has the underwater foliage that kind of like springs up and is everywhere? I, I would imagine. It's, I mean, it's a Cling creek. on you and, and pull you down. <laughs> no, no, that ever happened? No, no. But if you get tangled up in, enough yeah, yeah, like, I, with the, the underwater vines and crap that are around here, like it's possible. Or... Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that it's a... If you're 13 mm-hmm. and maybe kind of yeah, not in total not, great shape. you've been in the and, water all day. Right, you know, and your foot gets wrapped around a you know pretty thick vine. But the weird thing is that both of them drowned. Like, That's, I find that yeah. a bit strange that both of them drowned, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, but if one one guy, you know, one of the teenagers was, you know, t- trying to go down and grab the other one and maybe found him and was just trying to hold on to his breath for as long as he could before he, you know, he could have just mm. misjudged it, came back up and yeah. tried to come back up and didn't make it, you know? Was it cold? Um, when they, when they had the No, accident? I think it was in March 2013, okay. I think, was around hmm. the time. So it would have been about spring. Yeah. Wow. About they, the time. I mean, you hate to hear that. They probably went in there from, like, some good old-fashioned, like, Teen finger That's blasting, <laughs> and then they don't come back. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, really don't, awesome I really don't know where to go with that. <laughs> so, um, another... all I'm saying is, just let these teens finger each other in peace out of the it's, water. It's a part of growing up, for fuck's sake, <laughs> out of the reservoir. You damn spooky places. <laughs> and then, about two years ago, there was a pontoon boat with nine people. And the boat actually went over the dam. Oh, so oh no. <laughs> so this reservoir is large enough to contain a pontoon boat. I believe that it's one of the possibly the largest drinking reservoirs in Maryland. Drinking or drunken? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Both. 
but it's it's a rather um, large reservoir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Comparable to like Lock Raven, probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I would say Lock Raven is huge. So if you imagine yeah. like the way the dam's structured, <clears throat> you you have the dam sort of it looks like the southwest portion of where the creek is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, the water cascades over just piles of rocks. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, definitely. You, you know, dam structured. So the pontoon had nine people, and it went over the dam and wow. down over the rocks. they run out of gas or something? Were they well, distracted they... by all the fingering? <laughs> I think that's what I was going <laughs> to go there. Yeah. They were trying yeah. to, you know, would you say fing- finger... Blasting? Finger blasting. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be technical here, Lars. Yeah, we, all, we all know why we get a pontoon boat and put <laughs> exactly. nine people on it for my sakes. It was like a 62-year-old man and his family for like a birthday party. So Lars is right. Oh, God. That's that's awful. So did did any of of the pontoon people make it? Uh, Pontoon people. The uh, the guy piloting the boat, I suppose was the proper term. Um, Pontoon pilot? The captain. (laughs) The pontoon pilot. Captain pontoon. The pontoon captain. Um, At least he wasn't a pirate pontoon pilot. He, um, <laughs> so the old guy in the boat died, the guy that was driving the boat. Um, oh, no. He was the only one that didn't make it. And the other so eight, the other, other... out of the other eight, three were females and were trapped on the rocks in the middle of sort of huge rapids going past Ooh. them. Oh, sort wow. of, uh, and, and they were stuck there, I believe, for some time before the rescue people could come retrieve them from how... on rocks. Because how... Yeah, you... how far... Because it's it's rather wide from I mean I've never been there but I've seen the pictures I've looked at it's it's a fairly wide sort of swath I mean how how high is it from top of you know the 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 crest of the dam to the mm-hmm. I, well, I feel not, like I mean, it's that... maybe about thirty feet okay so that's still maybe yeah. about thirty feet if yeah. I had to guess just by size yeah but if, the picture but if the and the... in between that thirty foot space you have. Sorry, tons of rocks. Yeah, sort of but very large pon- rocks. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking if the pontoon and very wide. Is... It's, it was like a decently wide, like to where you couldn't just walk from rock to rock to get okay, off of it. But you know, demonstration. A pontoon uh-huh. boat. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. That's a very nice paper pontoon. <laughs> yeah, floating pontoon in the air. goes over said edge, mm-hmm. thirty foot drop. Pontoons, yes. 20, 30 feet long. Yeah. You know, for your average, you know. Oh, I see. Well, maybe not 20, 30 just, feet. That's not an average pontoon. Two cars, you think? Two cars. I, I would think like 12. If you're just renting a pontoon okay. boat, maybe. A but then it's going to go, punk. And then just, <laughs> oh, just wedge in between there. Right. Yeah. Or, or yeah. flip over. Well, the thing is, like, and I would think that like, too, but it looks like the water really has some sort of some force. velocity. It's a powerful force. Yes. It's a force of nature, it's, Joe. This is true. This is true. <laughs> This is not man-made water. So earlier we were, <laughs> when we were talking about the Lingenar, you were talking about a like a murder-suicide pack too. Oh, the neighborhood next to it. Uh, yeah, the neighborhood of uh, I believe it's called New Market. I think that I was talking about earlier. Is that part of Old Market? No. Okay. No. Sorry. It's newer it's than that. Old, newer totally than different that. area. Okay. It's a they retconned it. I believe a married couple that had a five-year-old and a three-month-old, and the male. The uh, spouse Samuel Asifa, Asifa, and his wife, whose name I can't find, were at their home with their infant and five-year-old daughter. Um, at some point, I guess he had some kind of meltdown and shot 
at his wife while holding the infant and killed them both with one bullet, apparently. Holy which is wow. a bit bizarre. Well, uh, an infant is this big. Yeah. Bullet yeah. can go through that. Oh. Well, I get that, Easily. but I mean. Ugh. Yeah, no, it's terrible. So, but the daughter, the five year old daughter, was in the tub by herself at the time. I'm guessing maybe an argument ensued in a oh. different part of the house. Oh, she got herself out of the tub, apparently, it says, and got dressed and went downstairs to find everyone just screaming and or dead, dead at that point yeah. wow. and ran to a neighbor's house. And I feel like I remember reading about this. So she ran to happened. a neighbor's house for help? She survived and went to a neighbor's house, and I guess they called the police. And Yeah, so that's that's pretty horrifying. It's just some of the, wow. like, the weird stuff that's been happening in the and area. In that area, yeah. So it seems, seems yeah, to not be the best place. Yeah, it seems like the maybe the, the community that was planned didn't actually come to fruition mm-hmm. completely. And maybe there's some problems there. Right. Yeah. And are they coming back? Are people in the community seeing these these people coming back? Are they coming back and fucking with people? Are there a lot <laughs> of... Are they, making, are they making noises? Are they yeah. throwing crap? Are there, is there video footage or ELOs or ABCs? Does someone see a ghost pontoon? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Pontoon so. ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That's the least intimidating ghost ship of all time. Uh, really? <laughs> like weirdo scoop. Yeah. I saw the smoke emanating from their barbecue. Wow. <laughs> and that's- that's the weird part. I can't find actual like recounts from anybody about It's hard. It's just yeah. like on the haunted sites, it's like there's been stories of people imaginations yeah. or heard sounds, and that's it. Like there's no specific yeah. story. There's a about forest, it. there's yeah. a reservoir, and there's a winery. That's the that's a that's, great combination for yeah, weird like things going on. It really is. Pontoon I'm kind ghost. of in the mood for finger blaster right now. Just talking about it. It's it's like the same thing, like wishing rock. It's just you know you have like two you know like a like definitely a murder that happened near there, a body that near was dumped. There. And you also have, you know, uh, a disappearance, but then you you just have like this, you know, this weird rock that doesn't seem to really fit anywhere. It doesn't look like it should be there, you know, out of nowhere. But it's like, you know, a lot of people have just kind of, you know, talked about ghost stories and things. I mean, I saw shit there. I saw something there. You know what I mean? Whether it was just... You know, uh, 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 you know, uh, mist in the darkness, or or, or what? Was like, there, it's ghost know? in the darkness. Val yeah. Kilmer with the right. two. Yeah, lions. I mean, whether it was a gorilla in the mist or or whatever it was, <laughs> I don't know. But it, I definitely saw something crazy up there. You know it was what probably I mean? A but you know, it's the same sort of thing. You know, sometimes when you hear about these spooky places, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Joe, like. You and I have both been to Burkittsville, for instance. Yes. Right, yeah. and uh, we did a little video about that. Is that uh, the state penitentiary? Oh no, Burkittsville is, that is the, uh, uh, the Blair Witch. Yeah, yes. town. is the so town that the Blair that Witch was filmed. Supposedly creepy uh, before the movie was filmed there. Well, um, there is a place in Burkittsville. Was it only since? There is a place in Burkittsville called Spook Hill. Now, I didn't do any research about it, but it is one of Spook Hill is one of those places that is known for its anti gravity. Uh, so if you go to Burkittsville and you go to Spook Hill, it's a specific road, mm-hmm. uh, and you put your car in neutral. It looks like it's being, you know, pushed uphill by you know? Auntie and Uncle Gravity. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, but, uh, but that's kind of like where that kind of started, and then oh. you know they were. Some... See, I thought it, that Burgerville was the place where um, high budget horror movies died, <laughs> <laughs> and they all haunt it. <laughs> right. We wasted money. <laughs> 
So, and uh, I will make sure that I I pull out our uh, Burkittsville Blair Witch movie and I attach it to the uh, show notes too because that was a fun one. Yeah, it was good. It seems to me that any place that's rural where uh, you know teens gather to get messed up or to create mischief, there's just some things that have gone down there mm-hmm. or will go down there. Right. You know I what mean, I mean? You have like uh, you know any kind of. Uh, what do they call it? Like crybaby bridge thing. Like right. there's a crybaby bridge in like almost every single state. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And 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 I believe there's one uh, over in Ellicott City too, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's uh, Ellicott City is weird. Now Ellicott City itself has a handful of supposed creepy or scary or haunted places. Right. Seven Hills, Crybaby Bridge. Uh, there is an old train tunnel up there. Mm-hmm. There is the B&O Railroad area. Yeah, there's actually uh, a railroad museum, which I believe is the oldest railroad museum in the U.S., I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I also want to mention, too, real quick, uh, Ellicott City also very recently, earlier this summer, had a huge flood down Main Street. Yes, and, it did. you know, if you, like... Ellicott City, I can say, is one of those places that I've gone to as you know ever since I've been able to drive mm-hmm. because it's so cool. They have an awesome Main Street with antique shops, and they have a, a you know a couple of different breweries, and you know the Phoenix Emporium, which is an awesome bar, right? You know, and they're all trying to get back up on their feet. Oh, I felt I felt really bad because so when I was looking up stuff about dams, they mentioned the Blow Dam and how they had found like a ton of figurines. Mm-hmm. At, at, I guess like. Trapped in the dam from yeah. when Ellicott City flooded from oh, the shops. From all the antique yeah. shops. Yeah. Yeah. Really but that's sad. that's the area that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I, I've been there many, 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 many times. You guys have probably been to this place too. St. Mary's College. Right. And well, that's, uh, that's on the hill uh, just right up from Main Street. Right. Originally, it was called Mount St. Clemens. Mm-hmm. It's also known as Hell House or Creepy College. Creepy College. That's what we called it when I was a teenager. Right. Uh, the full title is St. Mary's College and Chapel of Ilchester, Ellicott City. Ilchester was that little tiny spot right off of Main Street, which was its own little community and or town. Right. Since then, it's sort of kind of all folded into historic Ellicott City. It's really hard to describe the the building itself. It is, imagine a rather large hill or a small mountain being the, the, the top, the crown of the hill and or mountain, uh, basically being covered with small, medium, and one large giant building with a chapel attached. The initial building was constructed in 1867, shortly after the land was purchased by one George Ellicott, who was a grandson of the founders of Ellicott City. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. you know, the name thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, <but laughs> George, actually, he had built a small tavern on that hill because it overlooked right where the uh, B&L Railroad was just starting to build lines. Mm-hmm. He wanted to get in on the property because things were just starting to come up there. Burgeoning. Right. Uh, because it was, a, it was a small town, but George thought, hey, if I put a tavern here and maybe like, you know, get some more business up on the hill and sort of start to expand the town. That didn't happen. It sat for a few years, kind of derelict. Uh, George just kind of wanted to get rid of the property. In 1866 is when the property was 
originally bought, it was bought for $15,000. A total of 110 acres originally in the the full area. So basically that whole mountain and down the slopes was was all one chunk. And it's really like Ellicott City kind of winds its, like Old Town Ellicott City, Mm. winds its way around that mountain that it's on. Kind of, yeah. There was, mean, an old, there was an old paper mill there. Right. Tons and tons. You, you can just wander through the woods. This area borders a state park called Patapsco State Park. Right. So you can kind of just wander through parts of that park and see old foundations uh, from buildings probably dating back to 1800s. Mm-hmm. So after the land was purchased, there was a, a small tavern, George's, George Ellicott's old tavern there. Uh, it was bought by a redemptionist order what in the world yeah <laughs> redemptionist is part of the congregation of the most holy redeemer oh yeah well <laughs> no more questions <laughs> <laughs> which is under the roman catholic church's banner of uh little segments of oh, orders yeah it's like a christ the redeemer in uh rio or whatever right yes yeah yeah uh basically the redemptionist uh their uh what do you call that sect no, no, they're they're uh, the thing that they're supposed to do. Their purview. Their purview. Okay, is uh, missionary work for the poor, with an emphasis on knowledge and teaching. So, what their their whole idea was: we want to teach these poor schlubs not only about religion and stuff, but the world you know around them as well. Reading, writing, arithmetic, the three R's. Right. So apparently the the. The Redemptionist Order, part of their history was to pop up basically small schools and churches, and that's where they would either teach future clergy members, Mm -hmm. people who who are going into becoming priests and things, but also regular people who wanted to learn a trade or or something of that nature. Primarily, it became teaching future priests, but that's what that order was, what they did. From 1867, within 18 months— the main building was erected. Uh, it was called the Upper House. And so that was the largest structure on, on the hill, on the mountain. It took some 672,000 bricks to build the four-story building. The main house. The main the upper house, house. The upper house. Yeah. It's funny because I was reading uh, bricklayers back in the day made five bucks a day doing that. Wow. The building remained a four-story building till 1933 and 1934, where a fifth floor was added onto it. So the original, the original George Ellicott Tavern was converted into what they called the House of Studies. So that was their first little building. Then the upper house was built. By 1872, the lower house, which is a smaller building, which was sort of an addition to the tavern, that was put in, and that is where people who wanted to become priests would start. They were called juvenettes. So if you think of, like, college, what is it, sophomores, juniors, freshmen? Yeah, freshmen, sophomore, junior, senior. Yeah, so if you think about it in that kind of structure, this is very similar to... And it was called what now? Juvenette. Juvenette? As in, like, juvenile. Oh my goodness! So this is this is your baseline. You know nothing. Diddly squat. You might have I thought seen Juvenet it. was a cocktail. <laughs> Maybe. After two years, you go into your novenet, your novice studies. Novenet. Right. That sounds like an all-girl doo-wop group. <laughs> yeah. 
So I found a bit of a class schedule from 1853 to 1862. Most of the missionary studies were done in Annapolis. Then 1862 to 1866 in Cumberland, Maryland. Mm -hmm. These were all different little missionaries that were doing the same kind of stuff. Mm. By the time this school opened up in 1866, or after, shortly after it was bought, within 18 months, they started doing the school stuff over at Ilchester, well, St. Mary's. Oh. And that was mostly the Juvenet and the Novitet. Uh, and then by the following year, 1868, you had your, basically your, your, your graduating, your studentet class. Studentet. That's what it's called. <laughs> it's the word student with eight <laughs> on the end of it. Student eight. Student eight. Yep. Well, you know, I did most of my missionary work down in Annapolis, too. Were you a student eight? And then I, uh, I came up to Baltimore, and that's where I did my reverse cowboy, cowgirl <laughs> studies. <laughs> that, that's so stupid. It's all the, oh, I couldn't even get it out. It was so too dumb. Much finger <laughs> During the early 1950s, the sort of building and structure and everything was taken over by the Parish of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. Did very much the same kind of stuff. Uh, the property, it's a little on the nose, that I title. Know, I know, yeah. Okay. Uh, the property was in use by the parish till probably late 50s, early 60s. By 1968, there was a pretty decent-sized fire that destroyed the quote-unquote lower house, so the original tavern and the oh, addition. Okay. By 1972, after having lots of financial issues with having a college on a hill in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I'm not saying 1970s wasn't a bustling, crazy time in Ellicott City's history, but people weren't really coming to be taught in this religious order. So they decided to close the school and the whole, all the facilities. Uh, they put it up for auction, sat around for about a decade, mm -hmm. uh, pretty much vacant, and people used it as... You know, a place to hang out, get stoned, finger blast, uh, <laughs> graffiti. Like, it was just... Oh, well, then, then that's just going to be trouble. But it became <laughs> derelict. Yeah. If we've learned anything, this is a recipe for disaster. Yeah, exactly. So for a good decade, like, it just sat. And there are some very strange stories during that time. There was a story about a satanic cult that would go up there and perform mystical, magical tours. There were different accounts of murders and, uh, you know, I don't know if there were hallucinations from drug and alcohol use, but people saw ghosts and things. And it, it started the mythos of this place being creepy and weird. Right. And I mean, not to mention the fact that, you, you know, you're right around, you know, El Old Town Ellicott City, which has been there forever, but you... You have, uh, you know, certain things in the area like we talked about, like Crybaby mm. Bridge and like just there's different things around there where, you know, it, it's like uh, that, that make out point kind of thing. Right. Right. You know, exactly. Where you go there to kind of, you know, scare each other into, yeah. uh, you know, into uh, into the backseat of the car. Right. You know? yeah. Of course. That's how you do that. Right. It's not called Crybaby Bridge because of that John Waters film, is it? It's all that about was... Giant Depp. Yeah. It, it has to be. It, I mean, yeah. they filmed it in Ellicott City, right? Right. <laughs> To what you were saying, there is also the what it, 
kind of gets confused with St. Mary's College and this building, uh, which was known as the Patapsco Female Institute. Right. And that's or institution. That's uh, that's like across Main Street and up the other side by by the big church up there. Right. Right. Uh, because I always heard that St. Mary's College was a girls school. No, but it wasn't. It no. was actually a like a priest school. Yeah. 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 So the Patapsco Female Institute the only thing I could, I could find on that, the tragic history of that, was lots of pneumonia deaths. Yeah. You know, uh, during its early time. Past that, I couldn't find a thing. But people could confuse it because they're very, very similar in location. They're both on a big old hill. They're both in sort of this uh, gothic sort of architecture. And they're both on either side of Ellicott City Main Street. Right. Just one's on one side and one's on the other. And what was its purpose? A female institute? Yeah, it was basically... where you go to become a female body inspector for the FBI. No, it was was a sort of a... (laughs) Glove. (laughs) It's to learn how to do that. No, it was was a, a mental facility. Oh, okay. okay. And some people say in, in its early day, it was more of a uh, a boarding school. Oh, I see. And it, it evolved into... for women. Right. Understood. Yeah. And also, to this day, still, there is a mental facility near there. Yeah. It, right around the corner, was it Shepherd Pratt? Mm-hmm. Is a is a mental facility, and it, you you pass right by it when yeah. you when you go to Seven Hills. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I mean just just to kind of keep everybody who's listening to the podcast up to date. Seven Hills is uh, is a nice little stretch of road uh, that if you drive really fast on, you catch some air. And you can do that about seven times before you get to the end of the road and you have to turn around and do it again. Right. So uh, I have uh, I have literally caught air on it quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Even in, in an escort. In an, uh, yeah, spe- yeah. Mostly in an escort. <laughs> yeah. With six people in the back. The vehicle, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I literally... Not with, like a, not with like a handy escort. Oh, okay, like okay. A, a, Understood. Oh, no, you're yeah, in an escort. <laughs> yeah. He was way and, in an escort. <laughs> I mean, I literally... I think I took Seven Hills with somebody riding crotch gun before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Back to this. Uh, the property sat till 1983, and it was bought for the sole purpose of rebuilding or repurposing it into a hotel. Mm. Which, that would have been rad. It would have been like the Overlook. Yeah, right. Been pretty yeah. cool. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, um, on one hand, it'd be rad because it'd be the Overlook. Yeah. On the other hand, it'd be terrifying because, because it's, it's the, the Overlook. overlook. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that didn't turn out. The Office of Planning and Zoning rejected the plan in 1984. Shortly after that, uh, it was then put up again for sale and it was bought by a private owner for something around four hundred thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars. Everything on the property, mind you, nothing on the property was uh, of any real value other than its historic value. The private owner was shooting for something in the same vein as turning it into a hotel sort of thing. Yeah, it's still the property is still owned by the same person, but. To get into some of the weirdness about the property, not a lot. Like I said, 1968, the first fire. 1996, there was another small fire in the large building. 97, there was a very large fire uh, in the main building. And in 2000, 
a few intoxicated juveniles, not juvenettes, juveniles, uh, were arrested on quote-unquote general mischief after the caretaker called police after hearing loud bangs and they were taken off the property. Now, were, were these loud finger bangs? I think so. Was that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. The funny thing is, all of these incidents happened in October, near Halloween. Oh, so they were all going up for Halloween to go get scared. Right. Right. So I think it, it, it you know, part of the allure and mythos that was built up around this stems from, it's creepy Halloween, let's go up to the creepy, weird yeah. old building and scare each other. Right, you know? and before, like, before the internet really came around, you know, back in that time, you know, around the time where I was graduating from high school or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't really have, you know, much of the internet to, to speak of, so right. you couldn't figure stuff out. So really, it was like, you know, you heard stuff like about uh, Black Aggie, right? Right. I, I, you know, you didn't know, was Black Aggie up there? Was that where the legend was from? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was just, you didn't know exactly where things were, you know? <laughs> right. I, I know it sounds Thank funny, you, but... internet, for telling us where things are. But, I mean, now we know, right? So now we sure. know these legends, and we can kind of document them and, and right. figure it out. But, right. you know, back at the time, I mean, I didn't, I, you know, you, you didn't know where all that stuff was. Right. And I, I mean, I scoured through a, a good chunk of actual old, old newspaper clippings right. about St. Mary's College. And I I went through as much stuff as I could find. I mean, 1987, uh, Maryland Department of Natural Resources acquired 77 acres of the property from the original 110 right. to annex it for the state park. Right, and that's Patapsico State Park. Right, which, which uh, was still th- was there, right. but they just expanded and expanded and expanded. Right. Now, right up the road from there is also the, Blo- what is it, Bloth Dam? Blode Dam? Blode. The a couple of blowies. Uh, the, the, the blow dam. And blowed. Right. The, like, you blo- like <laughs> Dana, like you blowed it up. Like I blowed it up. <laughs> damn, I got blowed. Uh, so, so the blow dam. And I mean, down, down to the blow dam, there are several people that have been swimming and got swept under the dam and have, have died of drowning. So, I mean, wow. there's lots of, like... There are signs all over the nine, goddamn place there. I, I did see an article about that. Nine since the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that have mm-hmm. been, sw- tr- you know, tried swimming around the dam, fell off, you know, and, and died under the dam. There are a lot so, of signs right. around. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's not like uh, there hasn't been deaths right down the road. Now, here's the know? thing. With St. Mary's, on the grounds, there was a cemetery there. Mind you, this is it was in in use from eighteen, you know, sixty eight till about nineteen sixty something. So plenty of time for a handful of priests to die. They had a cemetery on site. After the property was sold, the graves and the headstones were removed mm-hmm. down to a another uh, mission. The remaining cemetery. Monument is still there. The large monument basically walking you into the cemetery. Right. It's this large, like... It's an arch. Yeah, it's like an arch with a giant cross in the middle. I mean, it's really neat. I mean, most of it's all worn down and kind of defunct with graffiti all over the place. But you can imagine at the time, back in the day... It was a wonderful little place to kind of go and and pay your respects or whatever. Right, and and nowadays, really, that so that arch is still there. I mean, I yes. was there, I believe, in the spring. That's still there, and there's a few other weird things like um. There's a now. Here's the thing on that hilltop. Yeah. 
there are dozens of outbuildings mm-hmm. and foundations for outbuildings. Right. Mostly for storing vegetables or cans or, you know, car parts in the, the 40s and 50s. Like, there were a ton of foundations up there. And lots of really tall steps. Yeah. Like, that is the scariest thing, going mm-hmm. up those steps. I mean, there's... there's. It reminds you of the, the exorcist steps. Right. I mean, there's yeah. tons and tons of steps just all over the place. Mm-hmm. So it looks like a weird, like, like the labyrinth, like the end of the labyrinth, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? With uh, David uh, Bowie. Sarah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Going Don't forget up. about the baby. You're mm-hmm. just going up and down all these steps, but it's just, all, you know. Don't forget oh. about the steps. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of the craziest things that I, I remember seeing is like there's like a, a storm drain or whatever, just like a circular manhole mm-hmm. that's just kind of sitting way up there the way like on the side of the hill there's no reason that it should be there you know what i mean except for maybe like erosion right but through the middle of the storm drain uh the manhole cover is gone but there's just a tree like a decent sized tree growing up through the manhole well here's the thing is that so my mom worked for the county inspectors for that area Mm -hmm. howard county uh health department so i don't know how i didn't ask whatever she ended up dating the caretaker right. uh, of the, I'd say, early to mid-90s for, for uh, St. Mary's College. Yeah, your mom dated the caretaker of Hell House. Yeah. That's yeah. cool, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was a, like a biker truck driver guy. Yeah. Like, wasn't really personable to the kids. And when me and my sisters would go up there, he had something uh, on the, like, 10 or 15 Rottweilers at a time. Right. Did he carry a shotgun? I feel like there were stories about him carrying a shotgun. I will get to that, yes. So he was a surly biker-type guy. He was nice. Sturge's brother. Yeah, exactly. Sort of that, that kind of guy. So he had all these dogs. He was in charge of taking care of the property because it was owned by by one you know, personally owned by by someone out of country, and he's and he's trying to get keep people off of it so the kids right. don't get hurt or whatever. And they're trying to go well, up it's, there. It's liability. There's a whole scare bunch each of other, BS. make out point. Right. You know, hell house. Right. You know what I mean? That whole thing. I mean, it's spooky now. If you go there during the day, it's freaking spooky. My mother got involved with him, basically through one of the dogs. What? They're, yeah. Not not passing. No, I know. I know. Just go ahead and explain it. Yeah. So trespassers, one of them got bit by one of the dogs. Her being a Howard County health uh, inspector, health inspector, had to go and find out if the dog had rabies. She knew nothing about Mm -hmm. the area or that site or anything. Um, So she met him through that. Found out the dogs were fine. Nothing was wrong. Just some punk kid who got on the property. From there, I think they dated for a couple of years, mm-hmm. maybe. We would go there, you know, randomly. We got our our first Rottweiler, came from St. Mary's. And, her, and that would be Shiza? Her, her full name is Roz Liebchen of St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. Her father was Roz, this gigantic 200-pound Rottweiler, <laughs> massive. And he told me this story. This was probably before or after. There were three or four kids... Uh, probably teenagers that were trespassing one night. This is in 1996, May, around that area. The caretaker's name was Alan. Alan Rufus Hudson. He's since passed, so that's fine. 
he found them sort of on the side of the hill, sort of laughing, joking, and they seemed drunk, like highly right. intoxicated. But the thing was, they were all, they either had like bats or batons. One was like flailing around a, a piece of chain, just sort of like beating stuff up as they went up this, you know, old road mm-hmm. up to the top of the hill. Alan, I don't know, kindly or unkindly asked them to get off the property with maybe some expletives. Uh, he, at the time, made sure they, they walked off. They did leave mm-hmm. uh, with a bit of cussing under their breath, I think. Shortly after, sometime around 6 o'clock in the morning, these same kids were back on the hill uh, doing the same thing, like throwing rocks and stuff like that, figuring he was already gone. He wasn't gone. He came downstairs. The The dogs are barking and, and going crazy. And at this time, he had his shotgun, uh, which I think it was legal. I Yeah. I mean, it was legal because he got off the charges, but <laughs> <laughs> but he told the kids, leave. And at that time, they had sort of come towards him, rushed him or whatever. And he pulled the trigger, shot one of them in the side, and the other two or three freaked the hell out. Mm-hmm. And they all started running, uh, got their friend down the to the bottom of the hill. Cops were called. I think Alan actually called the cops. He was I, held for when you 20, say kid, 000, huh? When you say kid, how old Teenager. were they? Just Teenagers. about 16 or uh, so. 16 to 20, somewhere in there. Okay. I couldn't find the actual ages, yeah. but I'm guessing underage for drinking, mm-hmm. old enough to vote, maybe somewhere in there. You know? <laughs> That's more than old enough to be finger blasted. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. But Alan was held for like uh, like twenty thousand dollar bond mm-hmm. uh, oh, man. while he was being processed and everything and and making sure everything was on the up and up and it wasn't just some crazy old biker shooting kids. Yeah. But literally, the property line is it's a wide property line, so he had every right to protect the property that he was in charge of. That's his job. Was, right. Exactly. So did he live there, Joe? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. He was a truck driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think part-time and caretaker part-time so he kind of split the difference mm-hmm. so most of the time he was driving during the day when the property was not really a big target for vandals right and i mean there was car like so much junk up there for a long time like cars trucks and just random crap yeah. um just from its disuse and different people owning it and things like that and storing stuff up there but past alan shooting someone <laughs> you know, <laughs> I couldn't find nary one soul that that you know died on that property due to any sort of like oh no kidding you know like I mean drowning crazy. up the road of the dam or whatever but well, yeah <laughs> but that's the thing like the pneumonia deaths across the hill you right know, at the yeah. the female institute but actually at St Mary's College yeah I mean nary a one possibly maybe in the pool they had a big giant you know, half Olympic size in ground pool on on the property. Yeah, which is now all overgrown and everything. Uh, maybe that, but I couldn't find anything other than vandalism, drug use, uh, possible satanic rituals during the '60s and '70s. But I couldn't find anything. And maybe it's because when I was a kid, I would walk those halls of the building before right. the the big ass fire that happened in 2006 that tore down the entire building. 
But I remember being a kid and walking those halls, and it was, I mean, it was built in this, like, I don't know, Victorian-style architecture, so it was very gothic, very, you know, grandiose. But that's, I mean, that's, so that's the weirdest thing. All these other kids are passing these stories back and forth about Hell House and going up there and trying right. to, and you literally were just there. Yeah, you would just yeah. go up. You know, your mom would have a date, and you would go up yeah, there yeah. and just walk around. Yeah, and Alan would let me sit on his motorcycle <laughs> while he was, you know, walking That's around. That's a cool mom's boyfriend right there. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, hey, Joe. Come on, buddy. Come on, Tiger. <laughs> it was Let's get on this motorcycle. It was more like me, like, pawing at the seat, and he goes, you can get on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was pretty much it. <laughs> you know. Um but it had this wonderful, like, gothic chapel attached to the main building. And, I mean, it's, it's a full-size chapel. Right. Like, three stories tall, but you just had the pews in the bottom. Throughout the, the decades that it was there, on top of this hill, one thing that always stuck in my head is the, the floor of the chapel. Because it's on this mountain, and, and the weather and everything, the floor of the chapel was cracked directly down the center straight up to the uh, the altar. The pulpit. Yeah. No kidding. And not much, but you could see yeah. a clear crack. Sure. From hey, like, what, was, what was the floor made of? Uh, probably concrete. Concrete. Okay. Yeah. But it's just, that, you know, those things that stick in your head, like, that's weird. Yeah. You know? And I've been trying to, I'm trying, trying to picture this, but uh, your um, conflicting descriptions of Gothic and Victorian, like, like was, it, was it wood? Was it brick? Was oh, it no, symmetrical? It was, it was brick. Okay. It was brick. Uh, they used a lot of wood, uh, but no, it was a brick structure. There were pillars. Okay. Uh, I mean, it was, the people who built it uh-huh. were more than likely French and Italian immigrants. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Who were bricklayers, okay. masons sure, sure. Uh, of the area. And I think the, the two main architects were priests of the order. Okay. So they drew it out and sketched out what they wanted based on what do they call uh, Renaissance style architecture from the French Italian mm-hmm. sort of uh, Gothic cathedrals with a bit of this, a bit of that, I columns. See. Understood. Yeah. So it had a bit of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the chapel some symmetry, itself. some right. Yeah, some older looking bricks, some newer looking bricks, mm-hmm. some chestnuts, some lighter woods. Some, right, right. Exactly. It all smelled like a fireplace, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I remember just going to Ellicott City. You know, hitting Seven Hills, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and uh, and always just being too scared to actually go to Creepy College, which I'm glad I didn't, because I probably would have gotten shotgun in the side. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm yeah. really glad that I never actually went up there. So it, it was. Well, I do. I remember after that, like my group of friends, which was probably at the time separate from yours, uh, like that rumor went around. Everybody oh, was yeah. like, "Don't go up there. You're gonna get shot." Yeah, There's yeah. a dude that carries a shotgun around, and I didn't know you at the time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, some of the crazy myths were, this one got confused with the uh, the girls' institute, the female institute. A priest, in a fit of insanity, hung five girls, faced them in a pentagram, and then shot himself. What in the holy fuck? Apparently that's what happened there. It didn't actually happen there. <laughs> this is one of the myths that uh... sprung up around it. Uh, people have said they, they felt cold spots in warm places uh, or warm spots. In cold, I don't know. One of those things <laughs> throughout the property. I can, I can attest to the fact that I have heard 
that the uh, the statue of Black Aggie was up on that hill as well. Right, right. And, you know, obviously it wasn't. I mean, it's it's now in, a, you know, uh, in a, a cemetery in, uh, in D.C., mm-hmm. but at the time I had heard that that's where it was. And if you sit in the statue uh, and, and sit there for long enough, if you fall asleep, Black Aggie wraps her her metal hands around you and kills you. Uh-huh. Like her metal hands, you know, or like actual metal. No, hands. her metal hands. Okay. <laughs> I'm just asking. I don't know how how hardcore she was. <laughs> so the funny thing is, doing this research, I found out. I don't. I've never watched the show. I don't know anything about it. But there are a lot of similarities with some of the myths and legends that surround Hell House, Creepy College, St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine some Holly weird writer, you know, being like, oh, that's a cool story. I remember that. And then, and then jots down some goofy story for a TV show, which is what happened. Mm-hmm. A show called Supernatural? Oh, yeah, that's a oh, show. Oh, I've heard of it. It's like, it's, what's yeah. the guy's name? Dean and Gene Ween? <laughs> oh, no. please, please let it be that. Push your little daisies and make them come up. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's on. Uh, it's on the Dean CW. Stanton or, I don't know. It's not Harry Dean Stanton. It's not. <laughs> no, it's on the CW. It's 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 a show. It's it's been around for like ten freaking seasons. Or oh, something. I'm sorry. No, the the brothers in the show. One is named Dean. That's where I'm getting confused. Yeah, uh, and the other one's name is Sam. Possibly. Yeah, I'm pretty Again, sure. Again, I've yeah. never seen the show. Sure. But I think I watched an episode. And then decided no. Yeah, well, I watched the, one of those. The those. episode <laughs> that I watched, it was a unicorn that was killing people. Oh, jeez. So... You could have just watched My Little Pony and be happy. I think if I wasn't watching the unicorn episode, I might have been a little bit more hooked, but... <laughs> you wouldn't have been. <laughs> you wouldn't have been. But apparently in the fourth season, uh, they had a episode called Lucifer Rising. Mm-hmm. Which, 1972, I'll set the scene, the summary of the scene. 1972, St. Mary's Convent, Ilchester, Maryland. Hmm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ilchester? Right. That's what, that's, yeah, okay. that's where this was originally. Cool, man. So in this story, in this TV show, they call it St. Mary's Convent. Still right. in Ilchester, Maryland. So they Yeah, they have it mixed up with the girls' college across the road. Yeah, maybe. Azazel. We all yeah. know who that you know is, the Lord um, of the Underworld, possesses a priest at St. Mary's Convent at Mass. He gives a speech lamenting about how people keep forgetting that his father was actually an angel at one time. So now I'm going to possess you jerks. <laughs> and the irony of how a nun factory, quote-unquote, uh, was built over the entrance to Hell's Mouth, a cage is what it's called. Uh, then he proceeds to slaughter eight nuns in the chapel and yada, yada, yada. And then present day, like I said, Sam and Dean Stockwell uh, run around and do stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't... So I mean, they fix it. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm Probably assuming... Probably not Dean Stockwell, right? No, I, I wish it was Dean Stockwell. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sam and Dean... I don't... I can't find a last name. I don't know. It's supernatural. Cares? Their last name yeah. is Supernatural. Yeah. Sam and Dean Supernatural. Sam and Dean. Sure. Soul man. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought that was really funny that... They, they took it. They took yeah. parts parts and pieces. But like I said, uh, all of the things we talked about tonight, 
there has to be a grain of truth in all of these stories and myths and legends and, and possible ghost stories. There has to be. Yeah, I, I think there is. I mean, I, like I said, uh, I was talking about Wishing Rock. I mean, that's been, you know, that's a bit of a meeting place for, you know, tens of, like, 10,000 years. Tens of years. Yeah. You know, uh, mm-hmm. tens of years, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, I mean, just each one of us has, uh, I don't know, has a really cool story about Maryland. I think uh, a very, very old state, you know. Mm-hmm. And we're just scratching the surface. Yeah, yeah. We could there definitely do, I mean. A buttload. We could yeah, definitely do shit, more. There's a shit ton of yeah, yeah, more spooky Maryland sites. Yeah. Absolutely. In the future. I think maybe we should do that another one next year. Sure, sure. I think so. And, uh, you know, uh, curious is out there. If you guys have a spooky place in your town, write us, email us, uh, call Chris, you know, and tell us about it. Tell us about your spooky town. Mm-hmm. And you guys can come down to where I grew up in the western part of Charles County, Maryland. And There's finger nothing blast there. You. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do some finger blasting. <laughs> we'll smoke <laughs> some, <laughs> some funky, spunky monkey weed. <laughs> and uh, we'll just wander some graveyards. It'd be cool. Sure. That sounds like a good Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> I, someone actually directed me. There's this place down um, towards uh, the Potomac River in Charles County um, called Pope's Creek. And Pope's Creek is basically a place now where you go to eat crabs. There's like three crab shacks down there. Is it named after all the popes that have drowned there? I don't know why it's called Pope's Creek. Hmm. Okay. And um, it used to be the end of a railroad. So there's a the old railroad station there. And someone said, if you go in there, it was completely grown over. It's right next to the road, but you can't see it because it's totally grown over. Like, you go in there, it's creepy. And I asked the guy, like, why is this so creepy in there? He's like, I think it's haunted. I don't know. There's some weird stuff that happened in there. And I was like, okay, well... It's right next to the road, and I don't know. I gotta go in there now. I guess <laughs> me and some of my friends are down there. Well, he double dog Jared. Yeah, it's like so. he said it was creepy. With like, he didn't expand on that thought at all. So <laughs> let's go see. Yeah, let's go <laughs> yeah. see what's up. I guess we'll either get murdered or he's a liar, or we'll just walk in there and he's just in there jerking off. And that was either his whole ploy all along. Either way, it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, we're going. That's the bottom line. <laughs> So we walk in there, and apparently, you know, this was an old um, railroad station a long, long time ago. Um, But uh, even more recently, it had become a gathering point for the the Charles County sect of the KKK. Oh, Oh, great. So what he said by creepy was you walk in there, and... All the tiles on the floor have swastikas on them, and he there's a Klansman on the yeah. yeah he Why didn't you just creep, say creep, creep, like creepy. it's horrible in there? It's horrible <laughs> and like, racist were in there and drew shit all over every place. And don't go in there. I don't know why he didn't say that, but he didn't we all say that. it was me and a bunch of buddies, and we all um, we all peed on like the walls and stuff, and then we left. Good job. Yeah, that's I mean Good that job. was our contribution to yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. right that horrible wrong. I guess. Yeah. And then you guys joined the clan. Um, no, we did the opposite. <laughs> we did the opposite. I don't even oh, know what geez. the what's the opposite of joining the clan. Not uh, joining the clan. <laughs> <laughs> Staying a normal person, right? 
No, no I, we all left. We voted for Obama. <laughs> we didn't know who he up. was. This was the late '90s, but we all went and did that. No, right, that's, eventually. That's, that's crazy. But well, I just want to say thank you guys for uh, for uh, joining up with us with uh, Maryland Spooky Sites, mm-hmm. uh, Dana. Thank you so very much, and your contribution about Lingonor was absolutely amazing. Thanks. <laughs> Jesus Christ, she's April Ludgate. Like first season, April oh. Ludgate. I and uh, Lars, that. thank you so much for uh, for coming over uh, from Hobo Radio. And of course, uh, always a pleasure. Absolutely. And uh, do you guys have anything that you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, just finger blasting Lars. That's all I want to plug. Not you, Joe. Hey, yo. You can. Oh. You he wants you to can, plug that butt. You can. You can. You can <laughs> plug anything you want whenever we do a podcast. I meant I the know, people that I aren't know, always on it. Nope. No, I have nothing I can plug. Just listen to Hobo yeah, Radio? I, I could say maybe this, but no. Yeah, listen to Hobo Radio on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. It's me and my friend Joel. It's an hour long, and we uh, we shoot the shit about popular culture, and I'm an idiot for most of the time. You've heard this episode. It's just I that. Heard, I have heard it. It's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that, except with, uh, without, like... <laughs> Without like people backing me up, it's a it's a dude just kicking me in the ass the whole time, and it's <laughs> wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. Would you? Oh, would you, oh, thank you so much. Were you were you about a size twelve? <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us, feedback at thecurioso.com. You can Facebook us, facebook.com backslash thecuriosopodcast. Check out our merchandise on zazzle.com backslash curiosopodcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash curiosopodcast. On the left-hand side of thecurioso.com, you can help support the show by clicking on our donate link. And if you're a real Curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. Come check out Maryland Ghost Stories. Dude, that's right in my grill. I can't look at anything. that sounds so good. (laughs) But I can't. Does it? Does I it literally, actually? yeah, no. Here, put those on. <clears throat> Maryland ghost stories. Keep I'm, I'm going to talk about some ghost stories from Maryland. Some crazy, spooky places. Oh, it does. That we can talk about. <laughs> that sounds really good. Now, don't you understand it's, uh, my plight? All that plight. echo, all that weird echo is yeah. gone. Yeah, you think I'm a crazy person. I'm not a crazy it's, person. It's I don't really, think that you're it a crazy It sounds so person. much better. It really does. It's very clear and crisp. Yeah. And not echoey. At well, all. Then, <laughs> look, I'll do that if you let me turn my computer like this. How does this sound? Keep talking. Right here. How does this sound? I'm talking about Pasadena's Wishing Rock. We're going to Indiana Pasadena <laughs> on Dan Wishing don't Rock. You, don't you just love Pasadena? It's so cute. Pasadena. The history talking and mystery bros and behind haters. Pasadena's yes. Wishing Rock. <laughs> I like warm soda. <laughs> you, but I you do. don't. No, you it's like room favorite. temperature soda, but not, oh. not warm hot but soda. But I like it room temperature, so I can't room imagine it being warm would be that bad. That you know? sounds awful, Dana. Especially I know, ginger it's ale. fucking gross, isn't it? Warm, warm ginger ale is oh, it's the best. Why? It's the best. Why? I don't know.
Because I don't need things to be cold. That's silly. Fucking wuss. <laughs> <laughs> but at least soda should be cold. Why? I'll drink, I'll drink lukewarm water. And it's bad water. for your spleen. Your spleen has cold to warm spleen? it up. That's some bullshit. No, that's what your spleen does. It warms your drinks up. I thought that was your tongue. Oont your mouth. That too. Your spleen warms your drinks up. That's what you just said. <laughs> Is it, are you in school I'm, for... I'm a fucking scientist. I don't like... <laughs> I'm a fucking scientist. This wine is starting to taste like sorrow. Ha! It's less sweet every minute. <laughs> so we, uh, we've been watching, uh, what is it, the, the Two Towers? Uh, the Lord of the Rings, the, the second yeah. one? Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the Two Towers? No, no, no. What's the first one? The Fellowship of the Fellowship. Ring. Mm. So we were watching the Fellowship of the Ring, uh, just kind of like getting back to it. And uh, you said, I, I really thought you were about to say this wine tastes like Saruman. <laughs> for a second but i kept Sauron on Sauron or Saruman uh, Saruman but so uh, but ever since i keep on i ever since like i read the books or whatever and i remember as like a as like a you know a young kid reading the books or whatever they would always talk about uh you know you have Isengard right right well <clears throat> Eisen, I, but there was a. What, what was, Are you talking about the Isengard cats? I kept on saying no, Isengard and cats and guard. Like, like <laughs> oh, they're the like two lawyers. Two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are the What are the lawyers that were <laughs> always Eisenberg on like Maryland? Eisenberg and cats and Eisenberg and cats and guard. So yeah. I always keep on wanting to call it Eisengard and cats and guard. And I was like, <laughs> I said something to Dana about it, and she was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" That's, That's really funny. That like Eisengard and cats and guard. Yeah. Nice. Those are the two towers. <laughs> really bad. They ambulances go to them. Oh my goodness! I always remember the seventies cartoons more. Yeah, that seventies Hobbit cartoon yeah. is so much better than those movies. Frodo of the Nine Fingers. Mm-hmm. May the hair on your toes never fall off. <laughs> when I was a young and immature man, I would sing Frodo of the Nine Wieners. Nice. And the Thing of Doom. Ha, 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 ha.